Hey everybody, welcome to the R&R and R show. Uh, you may notice someone's not here right now, but this fine gentleman is joining us. Chris George, how are you, my friend? Oh, well, I am fantastic. You know, I, I w- was so sad the last time I came on. And I, I just had to be with, with Richard. And I said, I signed up for Ruel. I was promised Ruel. And now I decided I had to oust Richard. I, I pushed him out of the way. I, I exploded his internet router. I did everything I could to create some sabotage to make sure that I was back here so that you and I could hang out. I, I love it, my friend. This is great. <laughs> um, we just had someone drop some stickers in, folks. We, you know, we are going to be doing some uh, tech checks right now. That's what you're here for. This is the R&R pre-show. Y'all, you see the uh, little avatars running around there. We're trying this new thing where the avatars go in front of the title, which I think looks sort of cool. But also, yeah. when you're dropping stickers, let us know if you can hear them. Um, I'm still fiddling around with things, and uh, Chris has got his things going on. We've got a, I mean, you don't want to see backstage, folks. You've got wires <laughs> hanging all over the place and duct tape everywhere. The, the carnage that is just outside of this frame, I have to say there, I, I haven't even seen some of this gore, and, and it's, it's yeah. very, yeah, we can't, we don't want to turn the camera. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, you definitely what's most important what's is that, is is those little avatars going in front of the R&R pre-show sign because we wanted to highlight you all. the best in the business the best chat that i was thrilled to come back and uh say hi to agree i like i like people saying rado got less gray (laughs) i appreciate that give give me a couple years and i'll get there (laughs) yeah you're you're about 20 years younger according to undo pixel yeah (laughs) very nice duck and death tv thank you for the resub uh friends can you all uh just confirm can you hear those alerts when they go through go ahead and drop a sticker or two folks if you can uh we're getting close to a hype train as well so um we really appreciate all the bits and subs and everything happening um the curious case of richard ham says ruckus uh, thank you ruckus. <laughs> that's exactly it i didn't want to reveal my secret right now but i am rado uh that's why i, I gotta get my energy going uh, yeah just I got to I got to pick it up. I got to pick it up and start the hype train running a mile a minute and now folks, hey folks, hey everybody. And here we are at the Rado runs through today and today we got Ruel and Chris George from Riverboard Reviews. Oh, that's it. Is that better? Perfect. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Folks, someone clipped that. That was like the perfect Rado impression right there. I want to see it clipped. Uh, stickers have no sound. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me see if I can fix that on my end. Because I hear them in my earbuds, but they are not coming out on uh, your end, folks. So that's not a good thing. I think there just might be delayed. Good vibes. Wow. See, maybe <laughs> I think you might have heard them there. I feel fairly confident. Yeah. That uh, that's uh, that they're that they're going to make some sounds as long as I keep checking the the screen and yeah. see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, folks, uh, go ahead and drop another one. I, I just flipped a switch. I'm hoping that switch is the one to do. Brenner said that's a great impression. Um, oh, so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Undo now Pixel. Uh, Ruel, does that mean you have them set for monitor, but not... I, I did undo Pixel. Now I have them set for monitor and output. Good so, vibes. Yeah. Cheers. 
I'm hearing them. <laughs> I hear them too, loud and clear. <laughs> so, friends, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, this is a monthly show we do here on the Rattle Channel, the RNR show, where we go live and talk about games and all kinds of good stuff. And you're in the pre-show now. What we're doing, we're taping this for YouTube. The YouTube show will be edited down a little bit. You'll uh, you'll see it tomorrow on YouTube, but you all get to see the making of the sausage, as we like to say, and uh, you're going to see Chris and I go through our list and hang out with y'all and uh, do some fun stuff as well. So let's see. Uh, the reindeer impression? No, I think I heard it, but it was very quiet. Okay. Well, at least y'all heard it. Um, I will turn up the alerts a little bit here. And Dutch Yoda's in the house. Hello, Dutch. Uh, Chris, we... Are on the same team, apparently. We have the same uniform. Um, That's true. We didn't even plan this. Right? I was so thrilled when I when I jumped on on to see that we were both rocking the red. Because the yeah. R&R and R show, that's the, that's the third R. It is. It's the official color of the R&R show, friends. Um. <laughs> you heard okay. it here first. Lockdown. <laughs> and it's and, almost uh, like the same shade, too. I know. It's feels weird. like... Wait, uh, yours is... It's not a pencil first uh, sweatshirt thing, or hoodie. No, right mine's, mine's, a, mine's, a, mine's my own. It's a room and board shirt that I just got, uh, oh. that I just got made, yeah. Are, do you sell those on your do you have a merch store yeah i have a little merch store i feel like like i have all the price i'm super cheap and i hate shipping and and yeah it's annoying because like some things they require more shipping so for anything on my merch merch store i just try to sell it like zero cost like i don't yeah. make i put it as low as possible because i think like anybody who's buying it i just think that's really cool you know what nice. i mean that they're like repping the channel and whatever so that's yeah i can oh, i can make five bucks or i can make nothing and and just like have more out there and potentially right. make it more accessible right cool so that's, uh, i need yeah, to get one of those i'm uh, you know as much as i enjoy <laughs> this pencil first one i need to get a ribbon board one uh, next um let's well, see i'm more about a zip up i always feel like i get too hot if I yeah. have a pullover. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's right? all about the like, zippy so. hoodies. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about those. Um, so uh, Feldfan's asking, did I miss it? Where's Rado? I'm glad you asked, uh, uh, Feldfan. We're going to let you know where it's going to be part of the show. We're going to wait until the show starts. And Rado has recorded a special message for all of us to enjoy. So we'll get to that in a few. So hang out with us. Uh, Chris and I are going to be doing some fun things here. Why don't we go right to uh, the all the things that people have been asking for us to do? Like, I see a top three. I see a Ruel ranks. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot in the bits. Are, yeah, all those bits, folks. Thank you for spending those. And uh, don't forget, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you too can get your very own subscription for free to the Rado uh, Runs Through channel by dropping it here. And then you get all kinds of goodies, uh, including uh, you know uh, discount on merch and all kinds of stuff. Just check the show notes below, folks, uh, for that. And uh, we've got another um, thing here. There can only be one. Okay, so I'm going to look at the activity thing here. Some uh, undo pixels asking there can only be one. So that's where we pick Kickstarter or GameFound. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, Dutch MacGyver just subscribed. Uh, thank you. And we got a bunch of subscribers and resubscribers. Duck Death TV, uh, Zen for One, and all kinds of folks. Thank you, friends. Um, Chris, what, what should we do? Should we jump into a top three? I, I think we should let's, do a top three. Let's jump into it. Let's okay. just jump into all the bits being redeemed. Yeah. Uh, people are asking where Rado is. Don't worry. Yes. Where is he in his RV? I think that's a good. That's a good. That's a good Pretty guess. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> I so, told you I ousted him because I wanted to spend time with you all. That's yeah, that's the real reason. Exactly. See, folks. Uh, Chris wants to spend quality time with you all. Um, so we're gonna do a top three. Friends in chat, drop in chat, what do you want to hear the definitive top three list? It could be anything, game-related, non-game-related. Um, you know, we've done 
all types of games here on the R&R show, but we've also done like, you know, video, um, you know, movies and TV shows and whatnot. Uh, so uh, IPs, drop whatever you think you want to hear the top three of folks. And we will, uh, Chris and I are going to come up with a, a fantastic list for y'all. Um, a definitive list. The definitive list is what This is the answer. Yes. We are figuring it out right here, right now. And it's going on the internet, so it's, yeah. you know it's true. Okay. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> like everything you read on and watch on the internet, it's true. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we've got some, um, and then we're going to do a poll and figure out, uh, we're going to select one of these. Or actually, I don't even know if we need to do a poll. Let's just, if you see something good, Chris, we're going to do it. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Okay. We got top three fungi. That's pretty funny. Oh, uh, <laughs> top top three movies of 2022. I was okay. like uh, talking about movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitive top three of Rado Channel contributors. Oh, uh, well, okay. that's gonna be you got the top two right here. I was just uh, gonna say. <laughs> so gonna I think pick? that's that's a little bit of a bias. It's uh, uh you know, uh, oh, top gosh. three cheapest games. Oh, uh, I like that one. That's cool. I've always, you know, that's what I appreciate about your channel, uh, Chris. It's always about getting more bang for your buck. So that might be yeah. a good one right there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Um, top three Chris's, uh, someone named Andrew Scott says. Oh, thank you, Andrew uh, Scott. Yeah, well, we're looking at the number one here. So spoiler alert, <laughs> we need to find a two and a three. Uh, top three big box games, party games. Somebody says second for top three cheapest games. That okay. that seems to be uh, that seems to be pulling out. Yeah, okay. pulling out some steam. Let's do let's that. Do, let's do that. Okay, friends. Here we go. So yeah. this is going to be your top three cheapest games. The definitive list. Oh man, there's I. So I love cheap games. Um, I'm yeah. a I'm a board gamer on a budget, just like many of us are, and I'm always looking for those games, Chris. That you know are going to give me a ton of play for where I don't have to spend, you know, my next week's uh, paycheck. So, yeah. Um, and the, I, pr- I think a lot about, you know, the smaller games, but there are some bigger box games that you can find, you know, at a pretty good price normally. Um, so I don't know. What are we going to find cheap as? Are we looking at 20 uh, us think, or? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just like good value, right? I think bang for your buck is the, is the criteria we should go with. Cause okay. then, then that can encompass a large sort of scale. Yes. Um, I did, I did a top 10 of like best value games recently. And I'm going to make sure I don't pick anything off that list. Oh, um, okay. To, to include it in here. Yeah. Cause there were some other ones that I've played since and I was like, Oh, they should have been on the list. So ah. I'm excited. I've got two in mind right now. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the one that really off the top of my head, I always think about button shy games, uh, the games yeah. that are, you know, wallet size. Those are typically, I think, around 15 U.S. And um, uh, one of our friends in uh, chat mentioned that as well. Um, yeah. I love, yeah, like Sprawlopolis is such a good game. And, you know, it's 18 cards. It's very portable and it's only 15 bucks uh, U.S. Um, and now I'm thinking the, the Oint games, a lot of the Oint games I, I really enjoy. Again, smaller yeah. box games, but oh, the gameplay is always so smooth and um, for around 20 US. No, I'm saying, so folks, I am qualifying this. I'm saying 20 US dollars because our friend Chris is. That's true. I'm up in US. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I live in Toronto, Can- Ontario, Canada. So, uh, so every time, and I cover a lot of Kickstarter stuff. So every time I'm always making the conversion and yeah. thinking, oh, that seems like a good deal. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh no. It's like 30% more in my currency. <laughs> Is it worth it? <laughs> 
So okay. yeah, yeah. So um, okay. So I'm gonna. I mean, button shy. I mean, we've talked plenty about button shy games here on the channel. I'm trying to think of other mm -hmm. ones. Um, I mean, I've I'm always a, uh, I've always been a fan of Star Realms. Uh, that is a deck building game. You know, one v one. Yeah. Normally around fifteen dollars US, and you can find it much cheaper um, at your friendly local game store or mm -hmm. online. Um, I've always enjoyed that game. It's a deck builder, you know, heads up, and uh, it's still around in my collection, and it's, it's cheap. Yeah, I, I don't have a third, but I have two right now. Okay, yeah, let's let's go for it, Chris. All right, all right. Look, my One that I want to highlight is a game that I ended up playing for the first time at Origins. It's a social deduction game, so it's cheap. It's like 21 bucks Canadian. So this is, uh, I, that's like, I don't know, a dollar US? Probably. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, Night of the Ninja uh, by Brotherwise yes. Games. Oh, yeah. Uh, have, you play, have you played Night of the Ninja? Excellent game, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good so good. It blew yeah. me away at Origins. And I was like, how much is this? Well, this yeah. is like, this is so cheap. It's, it's so fun. Uh, yeah. If you haven't played it, the, it's a social deduction game, sort of. It's a team versus team game, but every round the teams will switch. So you're going to get dealt a hidden role, and it's basically your ranking in your ninja clan. So I'll be like the number one blue, or you'll, you'll be like the number three blue. And the team that wins is the ninja of the highest ranking that's still alive at the end of the game. Because you all get these two cards. You get three, you do a, a, a quick draft, you end up with two cards, and then you resolve them in order. And they're usually like information gathering in the beginning and then like attacking at the end. So I could say, oh, I, I reveal Ruel's, uh, Ruel's role right there, and he's on the opposite team. Everybody go attack him. But yeah. I might be lying, right? And so yeah. when you get to the attacking roles, it's all kind of about who, who do you trust? Who, what have you seen? What has happened? And then whatever team wins, all of their team members get to pull a random amount of points from a bag. There are these ninja stars that rank from like two to four, and this person who gets ten points wins. So if you're on this winning team like three times in a row, you got a pretty good chance of winning, and then you have that sort of random as a tiebreaker, which I don't mind because it's yeah. just fun, it's light. Like, yeah. it's not an intense super strategy, but it's just like... I was looking at it. I looked it up the other day. I was like, how much is this? And I was blown away that I, I was expecting 30 bucks Canadian, right? And then it was yeah. only 20 bucks Canadian, which yeah. is like... Yeah, it's just such a steal of a deal. I agree. Um, Night, yeah. yeah, Night of the Ninja for sure. Excellent choice, man. Excellent choice. Yeah, I, folks, if you, if you know, I think a really cool way of describing it is sort of like a social deduction game with Citadel me mechanisms. Yeah. Where, you yeah. know, you're playing cards and you play them in a certain order and then you're going to reveal. And I love the fact that, you know, like you said, it's only a race to 10 points. So it plays really quickly. So yeah. someone like me who's not the biggest social deduction fan, I don't mind it because... Yeah, it's over quickly, but I found myself, I played it like, I've played it like four times in a row because it's so quick and it's just fun. Um, so, okay, that's a great choice. Yeah. Nine of the Ninja folks from Brotherwise Games. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. way better yeah, than things I'm was... thinking of right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm always like, is this in my budget? No. Is this, if it's a yes in my budget, then it's going to be on this list. Nice. Let's be real. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what about, so you had two of them. How about another one, Chris? Okay, I'll give you my I'll give you my next one. Um, this one would be my number one. I, I think I can reach it on my shelf behind me. Okay, see if I can pull it out. Yeah, um, this is an incredible bang for your buck. Yeah, and it's uh, Red Cathedral. Oh, I love this game. It's it's so good. Um, I played it only for the first time uh, last year because mm -hmm. they had the Contractors expansion that came out, and the Contractors expansion is fun. Uh, but you don't need it whatsoever like this base game it it's like 32 bucks canadian 32 bucks canadian it, it, ridiculous 
Yeah. It's ridiculous for the amount of like interesting decision spaces that you get in this game. Uh, and it's, it's really neat too, because I don't know if I can, yeah, probably not. No, the, the light's going to, going to blur it out. Um, but you have this, uh, you do three things on your turn. You claim a portion of the cathedral that you want to build. You put resources to that cathedral to build it. Um, or you collect resources and there'll be five dice around a circle and you move the dice, the number of pips shown on the dice. And then you get that many resources of the number of dice that are at that resource spot. Then you roll up all those dice again and you can move the dice. So it's, it's constantly shifting around of what you can do, but there's so many like little and then things that just build in the, the excitement and, yeah, build build in that uh, th- that feeling. It's just like it's such a small box, but you get so much you get so much satisfaction. It's like such a satisfying game in there. Yes. Um, a flashman so saying picked up Red Cathedral at uh, BNN sale a few weeks ago. Still need to play it though. It's great okay. and it plays quickly. It's like seventy to ninety minutes, right? Like for yeah. a really nice chunky experience. And I played it with people who are like really new to board gaming, and I was like, trust me, this is fun. And they played and they're like, oh, this is fun. And they wanted to go out and get a copy. Like, Oh, nice. It, yeah. And I played it with my parents too. Like they, they f- didn't find it too, too overwhelming as well. Cause sometimes yeah. like my, my number one quote from my parents when playing games is, oh, this is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, when I hear those words, I know that's not a game for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's surprising to me how how accessible it is for it being such a satisfying experience as well. Yeah. Oh, another great choice. Yeah. yeah. Red Cathedral. You know, it, was, it surprised me too when I first got my copy. Like you get that box. It's a pretty small box, and it's mm-hmm. literally like jam packed with components. It's like you know, it's heavy, yeah. like physically heavy. And then you get the game, and you set up. It's you know, got the Rondale thing going on, and it's really a smart smart game. Great choice. Yeah, definitely a ton of bang for your buck in that game. So and, much. And there's so yeah. much variability, too, because yeah. the cathedral setup's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are little powers that you can activate, and those are always random. Like, there's only four in a game that everybody can activate, and yeah. you get at least 12 in the in the base game. Right. Um, there are more in the expansion. But, yeah, exactly for that small box. Like, when I got the expansion, I thought, oh, I love having all everything in one box but it is impossible because they were so efficient with space normally games they have this bloated space because they want to take up the shelf space and they want to catch your eye right um but this does not do that i just think it's just like such an awesome awesome game yeah great and and for the price too yeah yeah yeah, that's what makes definitely oh man so those are two fantastic choices folks right there um I'm trying to think of one. I, you know, you know, we're we're gonna any button shy uh, game. I, I think could make this list, but you know, in, in honor of Chris, we're gonna go a little uh, a little deeper into the uh, things. I'm gonna go with a roll and write game that came out. I think it was last year, maybe yeah, last year called Three Sisters. Now, Three Sisters is. I mean, you're talking about a crunchy roll and write. It really is. I mean, it is. From the uh, designers of Fleet the Dice game, uh, it is another, you know, um, really smart roll and write game. And it's, I think, US, it's probably like 25 or 30 US. Mm-hmm. And for a roll and write, I think it's right on the money. But the amount of game that's in that little box, uh, it's probably, it's a smaller box than Red Cathedral. Uh, mine is somewhere in yeah. the closet over there. But oh my goodness, it's so good. Again, another Rondell, which I, you know, I haven't seen in a rolling right. It's a Rondell. You pick an action, and you're filling up your sheet. You have actually two score sheets. Uh, one, you know, with your gardens, and the other with a bunch of different uh, um, variables like your gar, uh, your shed, your different uh, things you can do. 
what I love, Chris, about this game is it's so there's so much going on. It's so combo tastic. That's one of my favorite words of all nice. time. Combo tastic. Yeah. You they give you a note section on your score sheet. So you're taking notes like, oh, I need to be sure that I do this, this, and this before I do this. And it's like it sounds crazy, but I wish actually more Roland Rights would do that because I always tend to forget stuff. So in Three Sisters, you know, as you start to unlock things that let you combo off other things, having those notes, it's a godsend. So I think right. it's su- such a great deal uh, for Roland Wright, um, 25 US or so. So if they're okay with that, Chris, I'm going to put that on our number three for our let's, top three. Let's do it. I've heard okay. I haven't played Three Sisters, um, but I've I've heard it's I've heard only good things about it. I've heard that it's so good. I heard it's great solo too. A lot of solo yes. people, players like yeah. playing it solo. I'm not. Are you are you a big solo gamer, Ruel? Big time, yeah, big time solo are gamer. You? So yeah, when nice. I got into the hobby uh, six uh, six years almost seven years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I bought Pandemic, the game, for myself for my birthday present. And my wife and I, she she was really in the theme, you know, just the whole, you know, hey, we've got to stop the pandemic. Obviously, yeah. the theme was a lot cooler back then when there was, like, no real pandemic. <laughs> I was um, just going to make that joke. <laughs> I was like, oh, so it's yeah. uh, it's your yeah. wife's fault we, we ended up with all this. <laughs> so um, we, she liked the theme, I see but it. she didn't, yeah, she didn't really enjoy the gameplay as much. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I just, I can solo this. It's a cooperative game. Yeah. I can just do all the characters. So... I soloed that thing for like a month straight, and it was just cool. that really solidified my love of the hobby. And I've been a solo gamer since then. What about you? Do you nice. solo a lot of games? I'm I'm not a huge solo gamer. I it's I think because the reason I I I, I love board games because I like I like talking. I like talking a lot, yeah. and so and so having games that like my I tend to veer towards more interactive too games yeah. that you that you can't solo like like Night of the Ninja you couldn't solo right right um any anything that that in incorporates any sort of negotiation or or those sorts of things yeah. that's what i that's what i like to lean towards and so i i find because of those sort of preferences i don't often uh do solo i i want to do more solo but i i just i i have such a hard time getting getting it out of the box and setting it up and it also might be because i don't have like a designated space um oh. like i i i'm in a more like i'm in a smaller apartment in toronto so in terms of like setting up for a game that I got to pull out the table and like set it up and and that yeah. sort of stuff. And so if I had if I had a spot like a room where I could leave it set up, you know, go do some moves and like ha- have things set out, I think that would probably probably help me towards like my solo journey because yeah. I like a small little puzzle and I can see Roland Wrights being the easiest and the most accessible to to solo because of the minimal okay, I pull up the I pull up the pads. Boom! I do yep. my little little actions in front of me. That I can pull it up pads, just relaxing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've done like a few solo games, and especially if I have to like review something and and I haven't played it enough, right? Then I'll then I'll try to solo. But um, yeah, yeah, I you know you brought yeah. the word that I I really I use this a lot in the solo games I enjoy is a puzzle, right? So mm. you know back yeah. in the day, you know as kids, you know I would you know we do jigsaw puzzles, you know me and my yeah. brothers, yeah. and then my wife and I enjoyed jigsaw puzzles too but then when i discovered solo board gaming it's like you know that living the living room table that is now like i've got a game there almost constantly where i'm if i have to learn it for a stream or for a video cool but i also have a solo game as well and like you said the rolling rights are really really easy to do in that aspect so in that sense you know it's like you just roll a couple of dice you have your score sheets you're good to go um yeah Undo Pixel mentioned Rolling Realms as well. I think Rolling Realms is an excellent roll and write. Um, Rolling Realms is really is a really good pick. I yeah. saw it in the I saw it uh, when Undo Pixel said it, and I yeah. and I said that would be 
yeah. if you if we didn't have one i was gonna i was just gonna go with it for it being yeah. on the top three because so good yeah yeah and really i know richard's good. a big fan of that as well and for those of you just tuned in yes richard is not here but he's here in spirit and he will be joining us via video folks so spoiler alert we're gonna be talking to richard That's via true. video uh real soon here so this is chris george i'm ruel gabiola we're happy to be doing the rnr show together uh with you all today and we just did our top three um games most what, what was it game? cheapest games cheapest Games. best best cheap games best cheap games best yeah, bang yeah. for your bucks uh thank best you for the for resub nasgoth appreciate it undo pixel is gonna uh, is gonna ask us to do there can only be one rolling realms or welcome to the moon so i have not played welcome to the moon yet chris have you i've yeah i've only played welcome to okay, um yeah same but well welcome to the moon see that that's interesting though because especially from the solo and like the replayability yeah. aspect of it uh, I know that there's that campaign, right? Yeah, yeah. Because so the campaign pushes me towards Welcome to the Moon, but yeah. I think uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Rolling Realms, and 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 I got enough campaign games anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know about you, but the campaign games I'll get through like a few games, and I'll always have trouble yeah. finishing them. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's hard to get, you know, people to come back for the same game over and over. I mean, I want to do it, and I know others want to do it too, but we just haven't, yeah. you know, there's always it's like a timing, new game right? Yeah, it's yeah. timing, for real. And the more, like, the more people you have in that thing, then the more schedules you have to you have to figure out. I mean, Welcome to the Moon, you can just do by yourself, so that actually, like, yeah. we've gone <laughs> on the tangent of, of that, but uh, I, I think Rolling Realms is really solid. I was surprised by how solid it was when yeah. I when I got to it. Mm -hmm. Um I do like this mini tournament uh, every month on my yeah. channel, and so uh, we did we did most best affordable games. Like we did a whole like tournament of that, and Rolling Realms ended up in the finals for that. Oh, nice! Because pe yeah, people were voting it through as well. So I, so I got to give it to Rolling Realms in terms yeah. of there this... can only be one. There can only yeah. be one. Well, we got Welcome Two. We don't need Welcome to the Moon. Agreed. We get Rolling Realms and Welcome Two. Easy peasy. There's our. And and Rolling Realms has some of the two of the coolest dice I've ever seen. Those things are like this big, folks. If you yeah. haven't seen it, literally this big. Those Rolling Realms dice. Oh my god. You can hurt someone with those dice, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we've done a top three, which is great. Mm -hmm. We've done a there can only be one. I think there was another one here. Uh there can only be one. Another one for Undo Pixel says Kickstarter or GameFound. Now, Chris, you are the expert here. Uh Kickstarter GameFound. GameFound is the new kid on the block. Um, GameFound is. We're yeah. not going to talk about backer kick because they're just their 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 system is is still in beta. Let's okay. Say. Yeah, I was going to say I. <laughs> it feel I, it feels like a beta. Still. Yeah, totally. Um, and Kickstarter is the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. I mean, they've been around. They are the top dogs. But if you had to pick one, Chris, according to Undo Pixel, what what do you what do you lean towards? Well, this is an interesting question, right? Because you have to, because I, I look at I, on, on, on my channel as well. I, every Monday, I look at every single board game that's leaving Kickstarter and GameFound, right? Like that's, that's my Monday show. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've interacted with the platform a lot. GameFound has been making a lot of like little improvements, like quality of life improvements. They still don't have a way to sort like most funded based on end date, which would be useful for me for one specific like video purpose that I do at the end of the year. But um, it, it's tough because are we are we talking about the the amount that is currently on the Kickstarter platform, right? Because mm -hmm. Kickstarter is still more well known. Then you got to go with Kickstarter because Kickstarter has more stuff, right? They they a lot of companies still do their stuff there. A lot of big things still happen over there. So if we were cutting out Kickstarter, 
then we would lose all those things versus if we were cutting on game found, we would lose less things, right? So from a right. from a value proposition, I would say, well, we got to go with Kickstarter just because more people still know them. However, from like a user usability por- side of things, game found is doing, I think, everything better in the in or almost everything better like sort of in that right to right direction you know you there's a way to tag comments so that if not anybody uses it but at least you can use it as like the the developer and you can potentially search things more effectively or search questions that might have been asked right um so just having that as a feature from like a a consumer standpoint i i feel is is really solid um GameFound has all the tabs on the side that can jump you right down to what section you're interested in. If you don't want to scroll through the, you know, the yeah. 50 miles of all, <laughs> all the plastic that they want to sell you yeah. and just get to the meat and potatoes, how to play GameFound has that too. So like from a platform perspective, perspective, I, I go with GameFound. So that's what, yeah. that's what I'll say. Uh, I'll kick that 800 pound gorilla in, in its, chest and uh <laughs> give it to the little guys <laughs> in the chest i was gonna say the nether regions but uh, that, that works too <laughs> yeah that's true yeah no i should go for another reason that's that's why that's that's how i die to an 800 pound gorilla that that is you can see this is how ruel wins against an 800 pound gorilla and gets out of here and leaves the 800 pound gorilla to just rip my limbs off you know and throw me all around the backstage oh, area so funny. uh we got a comment from uh Selny. it says game needs some quality of life improvements for backers um do you agree with that statement chris uh yeah i mean i haven't backed too much uh i i trust sale it though uh i he's uh he's a one of my patrons and is a is a commenter and is, is a super backer nice. i i believe uh so so i haven't backed as much on on game found you know what game found does do that's really annoying that kickstarter does but does better whenever they email you uh, like an update they say oh this thing has an update they make you click through to their yeah. stupid website which yeah. is the most annoying thing and i know why they do it they want to get you on their site and maybe you'll look at something else yeah. but it's just annoying like i agree kickstarter gives it all the information you need in your email and that's exactly what it is i get an email i want to be scrolling through while i'm you know mm-hmm. doing something else and just look at it quickly and see if there's any relevant information that's right. i don't want to be Anything that that feels like I'm being sold at is something I I repel against enormously. <laughs> um, so so yeah, um, that yeah. that sort of thing. But uh, what what quality of life and in, life improvements? Yeah, uh, Sailnet, are you are uh, you like, thinking? Yeah. Sailnet, let us yeah, know. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it on here. Give us yeah. the list because we got we got a platform, and you know you, I got a loud mouth, <laughs> so I'll shout about it yes, right now and real. pretend and and if it's a good idea, which I'm sure it will be, take credit as though it was my own and say <laughs> you just reminded me of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you can see see folks, you're seeing it live right here on uh, the Robert Woods <laughs> channel. The stealing of credit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so, Chris, what do you, I mean, do you see the future of uh, crowdfunding games? I mean, do you see the future moving towards GameFound? Or are we going to have this split where we're going to have Kickstarter and GameFound? Or does Game or does Kickstarter just beat down all the competition? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that or gut feeling? That's a good question too. Uh, I feel like I feel like Kickstarter is going to be around for forever, right? I, I would like to see more move towards GameFound, uh, but I think you're also going to see like the streaming the streaming factor pop up, and and you've already seen it a bit too. Like, come on, flirted with having their own pledge manager, yeah. sort of, or, or like their own sort of launching thing, and then I think they they went back on it. You saw that with went with Hero Quest or hero which whichever one of the heroes Her- it was heroescape one of them yeah heroescape yeah. one of them i always get those two confused yeah um but you saw it with them right like they had their own hasbro had their own like thing that they were trying to crowdfund on and they mm-hmm. said we need this this amount and they're just like well you're just on a hasbro page <laughs> like <laughs> right. um they're like no we need it uh yeah i, th- I think you're gonna see a lot a, a few people try to attempt it like backer kits trying to do it as well and i think and I bet you'll see them. I mean, I don't know any of this. This is all just like hypothesis right. and, and like supposition. But I assume how Backerkit is getting people to to take a risk with them in the crowdfunding is they're giving them a reduction of fees, right? Like mm-hmm. that would I would assume would be the model. Be like, hey, we want to start launching this thing. We need large creators to come over. We won't charge you the seven to five percent that like Kickstarter or I, I don't know how much GameFound charges, but I I assume it's in it's same with the processing fees, right? You need to have a fee right. for like credit card, and whatever. Um, so you'll see people like trying to make those those attempts into the sort of like streaming wars of like Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Crave, like all that's Prime Video, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't see kickstarter ever being toppled right i think yeah. the fact that uh, that i still use kickstarter as a verb right it, yep. when when yep. people when you get to that sort of standing of kleenex you know you have yourself a kleenex <laughs> and it's not a kleenex but it is a kleenex right. oh i my think gosh. sort of like kickstarter is still in that that yeah. vein right like, now i i feel like i mean I, I agree i think kickstarter will always be around but I think I can see more, like say, the tabletop gaming industry moving for towards GameFound. You've already seen some of that, you know, yeah, some of it. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll like Kickstarter will always be around, but I don't think they'll have as much of a chunk as board games in say five years. I that's that's yeah. my guess. Um, I don't and, think they'll yeah. totally be out of it, but I can see other platforms, you know, getting more of the the market share basically. For sure, and I think the benefit of GameFound too is that. Uh, it comes from like a publisher standpoint, like Awakened Realms was like, we need this thing. We're making this thing specifically for board games and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. Kickstarter has such a, so many different aspects to it. They're like, no, this is just for board games. And I think they've aggressively like tried to bring people over. And I think publishers will respond well to that by, by saying, okay, these are people who actually get the process of what we're doing and could, could hopefully implement more things. Uh, Salenit says two big ones for me personally are marking projects as received and not mixing canceled pledges in with completed pledges. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. That's annoying if you're looking through your list, right? And you're saying, "Have I gotten this yet? What's what's the status?" If GameFound doesn't have a a good way of organizing that yet, organizing that yet. So right. GameFound, if you're listening, 
get it together. <laughs> the, the people want it. Be the hero for the people that we're trying to hope that you are. <laughs> there it is. There's your plea, folks, to GameFound. Please yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to uh, Chris here. Uh, we've got a couple of things here we can uh, do as well. We've um, got some time before we're going to get into the show, yeah. folks. So thanks for sticking around. We've got a mm -hmm. Trivial Pursuits uh, from Brenner. Now, normally we spin this wheel that uh, Richard has set up, but we, we don't have that wheel ready. So we're just going to talk some trivia right now, I guess. Is that okay with you, Chris? Uh, let's, can we... let's talk some trivia. Yeah. Can we? Uh, well, you know, let's get to know you better, my friend. Um did you talk about last time you were here last month? You talked to Richard. Did you talk about your journey into the whole, you know, hey, I like board games. Now I'm doing a YouTube channel. Have you talked about that at all? Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not sure I have really. Okay. Uh I, I when I first got into the YouTube channel, like I was really I felt a little hush hush about like adding my own personality to it which is kind of weird oh, right because because okay. you, you know like i watch people to get to know them like i would watch youtube videos and be like oh, i like these people and i like them yeah. as people and i like knowing about their lives but for me i was like oh people don't want to know about me i'm i'm just i'm just gonna talk about the games just look at the rule book be like provide people yeah. with information like that's what you should do um yeah my like but my journey into youtube was i started in the pandemic i started um about a year and two thirds ago, it was like May 2020, 2020 I guess, oh, okay. 2021, May 2021. That was around when I really started like actively pursuing it. Um, I, I'm an actor originally uh, and still am. Um, but during the pan, so during the pandemic, all of my contracts got canceled. I was, I did not have work because, you know, everything was shut down. Um, and so I spent the first year just playing Hearthstone. And then the second year, <laughs> I was like, okay, you need to pull yourself out of this hole. Uh, do something creative. Uh, people have been telling me to, like, get into the board game space or, or like, start a board game YouTube for a long time. Um, and I was like, okay, let's let's do it. Let's let's go in. And, um, yeah, so then I, I, I just jumped in with, with both feet first and just spent basically every day trying to figure out how to how to produce content on YouTube and what would be what would be interesting and also what would be relevant in the space, right? Because you can do this the same sort of thing, um, and and that's fine. But but I wanted to treat it as like, no, this is my goal is to is to make this uh, you know supplementary to, to my acting career, mm -hmm. um, and and so I kind of stumbled into into talking about like uh the cheap the cheaper side of things and because whenever i watch youtube i go yeah i want to buy that and then i look at my bank account i'm like oh wait it's a pandemic <laughs> you can't buy that <laughs> so that's like that's that's you know so i was like okay so i need to i needed to like talk myself down from those sorts of uh larger larger purchases that like at the current time couldn't afford uh, and so I, I started with my, probably my most popular and like more most growth in a series is um, like the five reasons you shouldn't back something. And that's mm -hmm. more just it started with X-Men Marvel United. Now I just put an, out another one for Marvel United Multiverse. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it's more to 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 take a step back and say, OK, is this a game that you're really going to like and that you're going to be as excited for when it shows up as you are right now? Right. It's all that sort of like vibe of I don't want to be marketed to. I want to see what the experience is that I'll get. And I want to be excited by that experience. And then I want to get that experience. But I, I, I've I've gotten games where, well, this kind of this kind of leads in actually to to our, our top list that we're going to be doing later. Yeah. Right. 
the yeah. the sort of that sort of disappointment, those those disappointing feelings of building something up and then not having those expectations met. And so uh, I, I tried to talk myself out of doing that. And then I was like, well, that's a good video, video content idea. So I might as well share those reasons and then see if people counter them and convince me to purchase it. And then I can go ahead and purchase it. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. So that was sort of like, my, that was what kind of helped propel me a little bit forward in terms of gaining, gaining a bit of traction. And, um, and then, and then with those things that gain traction, then I can take the time and, and do silly things that that I think are funny, and that like hopefully other people think are funny. Um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> often not. But uh, just throw in those like dumb little things that I can the, that I can do it. And 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 YouTube has been wonderful because not only does it provide an outlet for me to share like my passion, but uh, I, I also I also get to be creative, right? And whenever in between jobs and and not do and now while while doing jobs and and whatever, I still get to apply that like creative aspect, which which I personally like really really missed uh, over over that pandemic year. And yeah. and now I have this now I've just gone further and further into this like incredible community, uh, and it's just led to you know it kind of snowballs. It's it's wild. Yeah. Um, but you just like you go in with your passion and, and it's so awesome, like meeting everybody uh, through through this, like hang out with you and Richard and so and, and other people on YouTube as well. Uh, you, you just meet the friggin best people, both in like in the mm -hmm. comments, in the chat uh, or or like in person too. You, there's consistently been just like amazing people who I'm like, yeah, like. You're my people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're my freaking people. Like I Absolutely. get you because like we love the same cool, cool nerdy things. So I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a what a great story. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. And you know, just to echo some of those sentiments, like you know, as you meet people, you know, through you know YouTube or Twitch or whatever, you really do get pulled into this community of like-minded folk. You know, like we're all the same nerds. We all like the same games and stuff. Hundred percent. You know, different games or whatever, but. Uh, at the same time, we enjoyed the the whole experience of cardboard on the table, and um, you know, it's really it really is neat to um, get to meet people face to face, or even not face to face, but you know, through through the wonders of the internet, you know, hanging yeah. out and connecting that way. Um, have you been able to go to any events uh, now that the pandemic? I mean, it's not over, but it's you know, there's more uh, open uh, public events. Have you been able to go to any of those? Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh... I'd never really gone to a convention either before okay. going before starting in like YouTube because because yeah. I was like I can play games at home. <laughs> that was my that was my thing. Again, it's that sort of like I don't want to pay the expensive price. <laughs> um, like, and so so I was like, don't sell me things. But now I'm like really excited to go around to the booths and say like, hey, what are your upcoming uh, what are your upcoming games? Like as as sort of like a media media contact. Uh, so I went to Origins, which was cool, and then I wasn't able to get to. I wanted to go to Gen Con and I wanted to go to PAX, but I had a I had a contract that conflicted with both mm -hmm. of those. Um, and the, but just this past weekend, I went to a little convention called the Niagara Board Gaming Weekend. It, it takes place in Niagara Falls, Ontario, just across the border, and uh, and it 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 was great. It's just a, it's just a big board game meetup. So I got to play a lot of games, uh, a bunch of games. My mandate was like, hey, you must play only things you haven't played. And so I was able to like really get a wide swath of stuff. So that was fun. Nice. That was, that was a really good time. Those sort of like local conventions, I feel. Like the big ones are fun and, and I'm yeah. excited to attend like the bigger ones. But just having like a local convention where it's like three days, 
all you can play. Yeah. Right. Like that's the, that's the sort of stuff that I, I, I really like. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, every, um, the big one, of course, so we've got Gen Con, you know, uh, in Indianapolis, uh, once a month or once a year. Mm-hmm. And that one, it, it's funny. Cause I always think, okay, when, you know, I start going, it's like, yeah, I can't wait three days of straight gaming, blah, blah, blah. And I end up in so many meetings, Chris, like, I, it was right. just like meeting after it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like the entire week is gone. It's like, what happened? You know, I didn't, I, I played like maybe three games and you know, 100%. It, yeah, it, it is what it is that, you know, that it's, it's the life we've chosen, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it, the, you take the meetings, you got to do it uh, real yeah. quick. I just had to uh, ban someone in chat there, you know, folks, we, we got some silliness in, in chat. Um, I have uh, moderators. If you can uh, take care of that, uh, go ahead and uh, ban. I had to clear chat because we had someone uh, doing some stuff. So, yeah, ixnay on all that uh, stuff. And hopefully mm, everything's yeah. working now. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Uh, thank you for taking care of that. I, I try to ban someone Thanks, right now. Yeah. Thank you, chat, for looking out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Salnet says, asking for more music videos, uh, Chris. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, that is probably the video that I'm most proud proud of on my channel. I made, I, I did a rap to Childish Gambino's uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. I called it Geeks and Geeks. And I wanted to make it all board game centric, but I wanted to make it really hard on me to write. So I also decided to make it alphabetical. And I also decided to to film it like the Freaks and Geeks video and and also try to replicate um, like the flow, like the very similar flow of yeah. of Childish Gambino in that, like his 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 rhythms and his pacing and and even like word choices. I was trying to be aware of. I really like hip hop and rap and I've, I've like done some writing a, a bit on the side. Um, nice. So so that took me like. It took me like two to three months to write because I was like, is this, can I use this word? No, I can't use that word. It's not associated <laughs> with the game. Uh, I was like, okay, I got to figure out a different, a different thing to, to say. Um, so I've got, amazing. I, yeah. Yeah, if you I'd like seen to it, do more. I, yeah. I've got, I'm dropping a link in chat. Y'all go, go check that out when you have a, a chance. It's amazing. Seriously. Uh, so can we see, do we see anything in the future? I mean, are you going to go back to Childish Gambino? We're looking at you know, someone else or. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of, I've got a couple ideas that I, that I want to do that I just haven't had time to do. I want to do like a yeah. board game 100 and cause I have a beat. Uh, I was on this on Reddit making hip hop. I used to do like their little 16 bar challenges that you, yeah. they give out a beat and like a theme and you just write 16 bars to it. Um, yes. And so I, I have a beat from there. I think that like was, is kind of a fun beat and, and you know, those sort of like rap, um, I don't know how, how much people know about, about rap, but there's all those sort of like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. it's kind of like that, that, I guess that like Mego style. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of want to do one for the board game top 100 because all I have of it right now is just because there's two copies, there's two versions of Agricola on it and yeah. two versions of Twilight Imperium on it. I just feel, I hear like the chorus in the back of like, yeah, Gricola, 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 Imperium, Imperium, Gricola, Gricola, right? And like that's sort of stupid. As like, Third it's kind of like the un- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that like that like underbeat. Yeah, um, just because of the two versions both being in the top one hundred, I thought that was dumb and fun. That is so. brilliant. I love it, so, folks. Can so we that's what I'd like that? to we, do. we need a clip of uh, Chris. So the, <laughs> that that could be the first thing you've heard of right here for for the next uh. video. <laughs> And then also some some of my patrons pitched um, like doing doing board game rap battles. So I I would love to see how that like kind of epic rap battles a history style yeah. if you if you're familiar. And either do that with like with like content creators uh, or or um, 
or like board games against each other. I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, but, I love uh, it. Yeah, we can get together. Well, we'll we'll, we'll do we'll do a R and R. Yeah, the R. The R and R. Matching hoodies. I mean, we're, we're good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll tag team, tag team, tag team it in. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. Um, okay, folks, you got an extended uh, trivia for y'all. So I think we're we've uh, paid our dues for the trivia. That's true. The, yeah. That was the trivia, well, wasn't it? Th- yeah. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, so that was Trivial Pursuits. Uh, we've got a Ruel ranks from Brenner. So why don't we do a ranks? And you know, Chris, we're going to do this together. We're going to rank some of my collection together. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, yeah I think we. Me... Well, I feel I feel bad. I feel like I've talked too much, Ruel, and so I want it to be. I want the focus to be on you for a Ruel ranks. So let's okay. let, yeah. let's get it. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm like totally sweating through this hoodie right now because I'm trying to do what Richard does <laughs> on the R&R show, which is, you know, produce it and make sure everything's going on yeah. without the whole thing just blowing up in my face. But so far, so good. <laughs> Knock on wood, folks. So, so let's, far, so good. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Ruel Ranks and... Um, Maybe I mean I don't know if, if you if the if if you if the muse strikes you, Chris. If you want to rap about any of these titles, then then feel free, my friend. <laughs> I'm a horrible freestyler. I'm so bad at freestyling. That's why it took me two to three months, not even an exaggeration, of trying to write. Because I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't work. We're, no, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I would not put that clip out into the internet. Um, oh, I just at, uh, put the okay. Here we go. So I would lose my credibility forever. <laughs> no worries. All right. Uh, so the Ruel Ranks, folks, what we do is we're going to select a few games from my collection and we're going to rank them because I'm trying to rank all the games in my collection like Richard does. You know, Chris, do you rank your games? In- I don't rank them at all. We did you- we did one of those when I was on here and okay. he had everything to choose from except <laughs> like two or three games where I was like, yeah, you have to get the points to move up. I don't rank them whatsoever. Yeah, and I was like the same way, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. But now I'm fully invested. I'm trying to rank all my collection, thanks to uh, viewers at home and uh, Richard's inspiration. So I'm going to, let's see, let's go here. Uh, Folks, um, anything that catches your eye, let me know. We've got, uh, starting here, Catan Jr. We've got Burn Cycle, Prehistories. That's that's a game by, uh, what's his name? I forget the gentleman's name, uh, Benoit. Uh, he's the designer of Welcome 2. That's his mm. tile laying game, Prehistories. Cool. Uh, we've got Happy City. We've got Keepers, Dead Reckoning, a John D. Clare game. Uh, nice. Teletum, Green Team Wins. Uh, let's see if anyone has said anything. Uh, Brenner Not says, yet. we'll eventually get your whole collection ranked well. Yeah, one of these days we will. Probably One the of these days. Yeah, about 10 What years should we ago. do, Brenner? Yeah, let's see. And well, we can start a poll. Let me go to that section here. Happy uh, City. We got Super Skill Pinball. Do you have Super Skill Pinball? I do. I have a few editions of that, which we should probably nice. rank. So I, I really enjoy Have you played any Super Skill Pinball? No. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. It's a, another fantastic roll and write. Um, are you a pinball fan? Because if you like pinball, I, you'll I like, wouldn't say yeah. I'm against pinball. Okay. Uh, I if I was at a if I was at a place with a machine, I would be inclined to pin and okay. or ball. <laughs> well, that's good to know because you would enjoy super skill pin and or ball. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me get this. Is that going to show up on screen? That's that's my tile tum. Okay. I would say tile tum. Is it telatum? I always say teletum. Is it tile tum? Yeah, it's, it's one. Of, I don't know. It's some kind of tum. It's one of them. 
Okay. <laughs> some some sort of little tum tum. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I just saw okay, Dr. Prof one, two, three, they're a regular here. Let's go with Happy City. We'll we'll rank that one first. Cool. Uh, yep. let me click on that. Happy City. Let's Where was it? it? Here it is. Happy City. You know, anything I anytime I hear happy the word happy, I think of that um TikTok uh, meme, you know, happy dog. Happy. Mm. happy oh yeah. Dog. Yeah, that that's such a the hippie, it's hippie, 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 happy, hippie happy dog. dog. <laughs> All right, uh, so Happy City. Let's take a look at this. Uh, designer Toshiki Sato and Aru Sato um, from uh, Cocktail Games, but I believe it was picked up by Game Right. It was picked up by Game Right. Um, hmm. I picked this one up last year. Uh, Michelle and I, it was, oh, you know what it was? It was on sale on Amazon. That's that's what it was. It was like, I think, $10 nice. US on Amazon. So I was like, come on, $10, you know. Yeah, it's either a couple of dollars. Yeah, it, it's definitely on the list. Um, so what this is, it's a it's an engine building game, a super light engine building game, but it's a, a lot better than I thought. Um, it's sort of got that, oh, what is that game? Machi Koro feel to it, where mm. you are placing cards into your little happy city, uh, trying to make it as happy as possible. And you're going to gather income and resources to build more buildings. And I believe it's a race to, I think it's like 10 buildings or something like that. Um, but cool. super light, but super fun. And, you know, it is called a delightful building games. And I, I would say it lives up to that, uh, Chris. It is. I like the delightful. art and the color. Yeah. Super colorful, super friendly. Um, you know, you have a pirate ship, you have a dragon park. Come on. Look at this. This is amazing. Um, I would call this uh, a gateway game uh, for um, engine building. I mean, honestly, I'd prefer I, if I was going to take like a lighter engine building game, I'm going to like Fantastic Factories uh, over this. But Happy City, mm -hmm. I, I believe, if it's your if it's younger gamers or just new to games, I think this is a really good one to get to the table. And um, I'm going to rank it. Um, let's see. I don't have it ranked, so I'm going to go here. You all are going to see what I'm going to rank it. Where's the ranking? Here it is. So this is a seven. Oh, I've got to sign in. You guys, you all are you going to see my password? I hope not. Um, <laughs> Avert your eyes, everyone. <laughs> yeah, close your eyes. Pretend you see it. You know, I think it's a, a little more than a seven. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go with a seven. Point one nine. I think it's a good game. <laughs> Slightly better than yeah, seven point one nine. We're we're gonna go decimal points because that's what Richard does. Uh, so that is Happy City. Have you have any uh, experience with this game, Chris, at all? Happy no, City? no, no, no. I've uh, I I feel like I've heard of it, but just barely. What what you've told me is more than I've ever known about it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, super super cool light game. Um, it's got you know another one of those small box games, and it's relatively cheap, so uh, a good family weight game uh, for sure. All right, so great, thank you for that, uh, Brenner, for the Ruel ranks. Nice. Uh, Undo Pixels asking, is the giveaway wheel going to be spun? It is going to be spun, folks. Uh, we do have it set up. Uh, we're going to do it right before. Oh, you know what? We're almost on the hour. Why don't we do that? We're almost now, at the hour, yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we do that? Because we've got stuff that's it. To that's do. all you get for ranking. You got to tune in next month to see the next. There the it next is. ranks. All right. Uh, so, friends, there, everyone's entered in the contest, and all we have to do is spin the wheel, and we are going to find out a winner for the $50 gift card from our friends at Fun Again Games. Nice. And here we go. Around, around That's the wheel. That's a good prize. Yeah. Let's like get that? it. All right. Good luck, everybody. Let's see who wins. It is. Thanks, Fun Again. Yeah. The winner is N Brody. Congratulations, friend. Um, Richard will be contacting you via direct message. Uh, email and you'll be getting your $50 gift card to Fun Again Games. All right. Cool, nice. cool, cool. So Great job, N. Brody. Yeah, well done. 
Chris, it's been fun so far. We got another. Now this we can actually great. do the show. <laughs> now we can do the show. Enough of that preamp. No, this is the best part, really. Yeah, I really enjoy this. This is so much fun. Yeah. Um, so let me make sure we got all this stuff set up. And folks, uh, in chat, as we're doing this, if there's a raid or anything, please let everyone know that uh, Chris and I are recording this. We will get back to uh, you know, hanging out with you all when we're done. And if you have a question or a comment, start it with a question mark because then it'll go into a queue and then we can, you know, uh, get to that at the end of the show and uh, we'll hang out some more uh, then. And then we'll raid someone else to continue the party here on Twitch. Yeah. Um, let me see. What do I have here? So I'm going to just go through some things here, folks. You're going to see the making of the sausage right now. So this is how we're going to do it. going to go to this section here where I say, hello, welcome Rado Runs Through. We're going to do Richard's video. Then we come here. Uh, you'll notice that the the stuff for Twitch is all gone, and the stream avatars are gone because we're gonna, you know, this is being recorded for YouTube, and apparently YouTube yeah. folks don't want to see all the little avatars running around and stuff. So sorry They're about that, fools. folks. Yeah, They're that's fools. what are you gonna do? And then we go over here. We're gonna. Oh, that's not gonna show up. I'll, I'll put the other screen there. So there's the avatars. Before we get going, we have to do the battle royale. Oh, oh yeah, Battle Royale. Good luck. I almost won. I almost won <laughs> oh, in my first really? episode. I was oh. second. Nice. Wow. So okay, here we are. Uh, everyone's going to be dropped in and uh, you're going to fight. And um, all right. let's see who's going to survive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Let's do it. Wow, a lot of y'all here today. Look at this. Got to take a closer look. Yeah. You want to call the action, Chris? Or I don't. I can't oh, see I can't, anything. Yeah, I can't see the names. <laughs> uh, I'll call them by their. Who's that? Who's that giant uh, scientist Afro dude? Yeah, is that? They're good. Oh. My money's on them because they're so big. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, then then I up. see. I see my nemesis. I think that that <laughs> that that hat, the wizard in the hat, the oh, the, the yeah. scarecrow. That one, uh, I think, I think I'm already, I'm already dead. I'm out of here. Morgan Geek is coming in with TV. Welcome, BGG. Welcome. You're just in time for the show, but first we have the death match. One of the greatest death matches of all time. Look at this. That that friggin'. Here we go. uh, They're gonna be taken down. Who who do we got? Can we can we see their can we see their names? <laughs> we've got we've got Jason. We've got Jason versus a scarecrow plumber. Oh, it's Andrew That's Scott versus Flashburn. Yeah, let's go Flashburn. Andrew Scott almost took me out. Took down my health oh, too much. No! Andrew Scott. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Scott. Uh, well, I understand. He almost took me out last time. Yeah. I did take him out. He was third last time, <laughs> if I remember. Andrew Scott's a fighter. He he'll, is. he'll get you. He yeah. just won't let go. 
<laughs> so congratulations, Andrew Scott. Uh, enjoy the 100 uh, geek gold or uh, gold bits, and uh, you can use that to customize your character. Folks, you've been regenerated. You're good to go. BGG TV, thank you for the raid. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined by Chris George. This is the R&R Show here on the Rotter Runs Through channel. What we're going to be doing today is a very special episode. We've got... A very special episode. Now I sound like one of those um, old school, you know, this is a very special episode <laughs> of whatever comedy it is. Like, I always think of like Family Ties when they had that serious episode with, I don't know, maybe yeah. I'm dating myself. Do you, do you remember that, uh, Chris? Do you remember Family Ties? I, I mean, I remember Family Ties. I don't remember the specific episode, though. It was the one where like Alex was like had to go see a psychiatrist or something because his friend had died. And so instead of a comedy show, it became like super serious. It was like, what are right. we watching? But um, this is that's well, this is gonna be our super serious special episode. Yes. Welcome to the party, Morgan Week TV. You do not know what you just signed up for. <laughs> There's so, gonna be some drama and sadness and nothing but tears. But exactly. We're happy to have you. Which leads us to the top of our show. It's gonna be the greatest disappointments of 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's it. You know, if if you're if you're tuning in to see Rado, you may be we're all disappointed he's not here, but he is gonna be here mm-hmm. uh through the wonders of video. So stick around, friends. Um Selma says the after school special edition. That is correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me make sure we got everything good to go here, Chris. I hope we do. Um, again, folks in chat, if something goes haywire, just drop one of those stickers and let us know, and that'll yeah. cue up some That'd sounds in my ear to say, "Hey, Ruel, can, something needs to be fixed." And uh, hopefully, we can we'll re-up and yeah, go uh, so for it. I'll do this. Let me change. We are no longer in the pre-show. We're going to the real show, the R and R show. And Let's do it. We are going to go to side. Yes, that's going to be the one here. And then, okay, cool. Uh, and then, Chris, you have your games ready. We're doing the top fifteen disappointments of twenty twenty two. That's true. Okay, cool. Um, so we're going to go. Let me get this. We are good to go. Um, actually, no, we're not. This here. This is enthralling, folks. I'm sure you're enjoying. We're close. But we are close. Poking a bunch of buttons here. Um, Where is. uh, I got to find your list. I'm missing your list, Chris, which is here, I think. Nope, it's not there. I I can send it to you if you need. Um, Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. Actually, we're good. I just found it. Oh, great. Great. Okay, cool. Uh, let me just copy and paste. Do, 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 do. They say, tell us a joke, Chris. Yeah, um, there you go. Okay, uh, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? Oh. I don't what know. What is the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> friends, please clip that. Please, <laughs> There it is. Yeah, thank you for the LOLs, uh, friends. <laughs> Okay, uh, in, on that note, we are going to get ready. So what are we going to do? Do the intro, and it's going to go straight to Richard's video with his, like, a little minute-long intro. And then come back to me and Chris, and we're going to talk about our great, uh, our 15 most, uh, dis- uh, our 15 greatest disappointments of tw- uh, 2022. Okay, Chris, we good to go. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Um, hey, everybody. Today on the Ronald Runs Through, doing the R&R show with a special guest. But first, a note from our friend Richard Hamm. 
Hey everybody, welcome to the R&R&R Show, which is a very, very special episode of the R&R Show because of timing and weather. As it happens, here's the deal, folks. This week is my wife's birthday, and originally we weren't planning on doing anything special to celebrate, but we just found out there are going to be three days straight of solid, sunny weather out on the coast, and we've been wanting to get back in our RV for a while. And so, if all goes according to plan, we should be on the road by the time you are seeing this episode. I wasn't able to be there for the live uh, broadcast, but fortunately, Chris George of Room and Board has stepped in again. Thank you very much, Chris. Chris and Roel, I cannot wait to see what you've come up with, but folks, I am pre-taping my entry, so you're getting a top 15 today. Uh, very, very exciting. I've got to get to work on that right now because we got to get ready to go. So, without any further ado... Ruel and Chris, take it away. And hello, friends. Welcome to the R&R&R show. My name is Ruel Gaviola, joined by Chris George. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I, I summoned the gods of weather so that I could make sure that I could get my way in here once again on the R&R show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled I was asked back. And I'm just thrilled that we get to hang out this time, Ruel. Right? Because and last it... time I was stuck with Richard and now I got the cream of the crop. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. And you know... We, we happen to be on the same team today. I mean, the, the red hoodies. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it wasn't planned, but we're just on the same wavelength, Chris, right? That's true. Also, a great game. That would not hit my top disappointments of whenever that came out, because that game is fantastic. Exactly. All right. So, uh, friends, we are going to be talking about our top 15 disappointments of 2022. Top 15 disappointments of 2022. And... Richard's not here, as you saw in the, the intro there, but he is here via video. So we're going to be kicking things off, and we're going to talk about our 15 uh, disappointments of 2022. Now, we should sort of uh, preface, preface, preface this by saying mm -hmm. that, you know, the disappointments, they may not be the games themselves, or the, uh, it's, at least for, for me, sure. they, they sort of fell flat for me, at least on my list, you know, and that doesn't mean they're bad games or bad designers or whatever. Um, just certain games didn't jive with me. Uh, Chris, you any feelings on on your disappointments as well? Yeah, how how I how I wanted to make my list and approach them is more games, not not that necessarily are bad games, and I actually like uh, quite a few aspects of a lot of the games on my list. But I think it's games where I was really excited for them and then didn't quite meet those expectations, right? Like yeah. that's that's a different that's a different conversation and and that's 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 a more interesting conversation to have too, I think um, because these games might hit really well with some people and if so, that's great. I'm thrilled that people are having a great time with them. Uh, but but for me, it, they weren't exactly what like what I was expecting to. So kind of like we were saying, right? It's not not necessarily a bad game, but more, but more just like didn't hit the mark for me. And then talking about why that is, because we're all different and we all like different things, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that, that's so true. You know, uh, something that 
hit with me may not have hit with you or may have hit with Richard and so forth. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about today, friends, uh, disappointments. You know, it's, it says, I think it says a lot about our expectations, you know, as far as uh, games are concerned. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to lead, I'll let you lead off, my friend, uh, with your, it's going to be our combined list. So we're, we usually yeah. do top tens here, but with Richard, we're doing another five. So 15 folks, you get more bang for your buck here. Uh, so, Chris, your number 15, friend, let's, yeah. let's start with that. Your disappointments of 2022. My disappointment, my number five disappointment, and this this is for a lot of outside purposes, and I'll try not to talk too long because we've got fifteen to go through and not just ten. So we gotta, I gotta make sure I don't. You can play the music and get the cane to pull me <laughs> off stage whenever you need. Um, but yeah, my number five was a game that I was quite excited for. It funded on Kickstarter in twenty nineteen. Better just double check that this is my number five. Well, it is now. Uh, it, it's True Devong Legends by Come yes. On. That's the that's my number five. And this isn't for the reason why some people might think. I, I think this game has actually gotten a bit of a bad rap uh, or bad rep rather um, because uh, people people have been a bit underwhelmed by the story. Uh, for me, the story has given me almost exactly what I want. It's a very simple choose your own adventure style game. Uh, you're going to go to you're going to take the role of a character. You're going to go to various spots on the board. And when you're at that spot on the board, if there are no monsters, you can kind of like investigate the area and then you'll read a passage and you'll be faced with the decision. And the decisions have been fun. Um, I, I actually have been enjoying the gameplay, but I was very disappointed with the quality of the actual physical components for this one. That's that's really? my main disappointment for this. Huh. And it's not nece- not necessarily the minis, because uh, you're also waiting for like the additional Kickstarter stuff, but it's a bag builder, right? And so b- being a bag builder, you're going to be drawing these tokens out to see how you can activate your character's abilities. And you have like the world's weirdest bag and the world's <laughs> like s- smallest tokens um, that like it it's so... It's so unsatisfying to pull things from this bag. And it like was detracting my experience. Like, oh, no, I got to go into this bag where my tokens are getting caught in the crease of the bag where, where, I, where I have to yank them out. Or maybe I just stuff all my bad ones in there and then I just break the game. Like, it, it, it's just, it's mind boggling to me. Uh, come on. I, I really love, I really love come on as a company. I do. I, I find their games really hit with me. Some people don't like come on, but I, I do. I like the minis. I like the, I like the pomp and circumstance. I like the epic nature of a lot of their games, but for me, like they need to step up their game in terms of storage. The cards have no place to be put back. They don't even include bags where you can hold like actual oh. plastic bags in it where you can store the 16 different types of tokens. This was a problem with Massive Darkness 2 as well. I I had to throw the whole thing, not the whole thing out, but the the storage out and make my own storage solution. And I think when you're a company of this standard and you're putting out this sort of stuff, the lack of care on the actual user experience is almost almost inexcusable at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think... Uh, so th- this is almost like this is my way of of calling them out of of how unsatisfied. Like I think the games are good. I think Trudvong is it, it, it's fine. It's what I was expecting. It's not uh, it, it's not a mind blowing story, which I think people were looking yeah. for. But I don't I I don't want that. I didn't want that. I just wanted to read a little small passage of text and get on with like the little the battler. Right. Right. I okay. I, I I enjoy the game as like 
a lightweight thing, but I think if you purchase it at that price point um, and you open it up and then you're trying to stuff the cards back in this weird spot that like it, they don't fit, and it, it just doesn't lend itself. It doesn't put itself on the off on the right foot, especially when there are so many, so, so many publishers who are investing in like game trays and investing in right. different storage solutions and making their game accessible and making it easy to pull off the shelf. Um, come on, oh, Trudvang doesn't care about that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like the really disappoint, disappointing aspect of that, the major disappointment. Um, but I think the gameplay is fun, but I, cu- I couldn't stop thinking about these little nitpicks as I was playing. Yeah. And especially in this deluge of campaign games, uh, you have to stand out. And I think it's putting itself on the back foot uh, is another reason why people might not be gravitating towards it as with some of these other games. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know, I remember it sort of uh, landed with a thud, uh, you know, when it when it came. It just, it seemed like it was just sort of like, okay, yeah, it's out. But then yeah. now it's like people have already moved on, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it, it suffered a lot from um delays right it was it was in 2019 and then they said we're going to take a year and make this game better because they weren't happy with it and i think they should be commended for that for sure like they could have delivered the game and just delivered it and be like we're done uh they've gone the extra mile to like do two-wave shipping to try to get the game out sooner uh i i actually i i won a copy of this game before i started even doing youtube and doing content creation i i I added my friend is in there as a character. It was like name a character contest and I won it. So I won a copy and then I added on a bunch of other stuff because I was so excited that I want a copy. It was a good marketing technique for them. I was like, great. Now (laughs) I can justify purchasing a whole bunch because I'm getting a discount. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What that's number 15, true Von. That's number Legends. 15. That's well number 15. Done. Cool. What you uh, got, let's Royal? go on to our number 14. Now, this one, uh, this was from my uh list, my contribution to the list. Uh, it is number 14. Now, again, this is not a bad game whatsoever. And actually, I like this game, but I didn't like it at a certain player count. Um, the game is number four, our number 14 on the list, combined list, decorum. Uh, now this is a cooperative um, game. It's uh, let me see. Let me get it on the screen here. Uh, it is a cooperative game where you're trying to um, build like the the nicest home, like uh, get the decor all nice and neat, and so the way that you want it uh, to you know match up. And everyone has expectations, like you see there in the card. Uh, expectations as far as you know what color or what items you want in a certain particular room. Um, it's got this li- a really cool mechanism like limited information. So you're trying to, you're basically saying, well, I don't know, I don't like this part in this room. I like this part in this room. And with your fellow players, you're trying to eventually come up with uh, the right uh, combination of factors uh, in order to score the most point or to achieve the victory conditions. So I think it's a really clever game. And I like Floodgate games a lot. And actually, Richard raved about this one. Him and Jen mm. really enjoyed this. I like this at two, and I, I think I, I should you know preface this by saying I liked it at two, but when I played it at, I think it was a four or five player game, it went on way too long. It was like, yeah. it totally overstayed its welcome. And that was such a disappointment for me because I wanted to play this game with more players, but then when we actually did, and we did some of the harder levels or whatever, it was like, whoa, this is like, it should be a 30 minute game at tops. And it was extended over an hour. And I'm like, Ugh, it just, it that just... For me, it just killed the game at, at that higher player count. But the game itself, I mean, I really think it's clever. Um, I think it's really well done for two players, maybe three, 
Uh, as you can see there, you know, you have your different rooms and you're trying to, you know, you're collecting pieces, trying to put them down. You have your secret objectives and you're trying to make sure that matches up with as many people as possible. So uh, decorum, folks, it fell flat for me uh, at the higher player counts, but I did like uh, the lower player count. Um, Chris, were you able to play this game? No, I, ha I haven't played it, but I've heard I've heard great things about it. Um, yeah. But that's that's always tough about player count, right? Like I I understand why publishers want to often like to stretch out the player count because it's easier to sell a game that has more more options or more potential, even though it like hits it hits really good at a certain spot and then and then doesn't with another one. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it was designed as a two-player game and then like, oh, we should probably bump it up to three or four to you know, right. appeal to a greater audience. But uh, that, that's unfortunate. But again, it's the, the two-player game I, I thought was uh, terrific. So that's cool. one of my disappointments of uh, 2022. Let's move on to our friend Richard Ham. Richard is going to join us via video right now. Okay, number 13 on the list is Wormholes. And I got to say, folks, I went into this so excited because it's from designer uh, Tim McPherson, publisher AEG, and what have they given me when they've worked together in the past? Tiny Towns, which is in my top 50 games of all time. I love Tiny Towns so much, so I was so excited for this. Even if I was a little nervous going in because it's a pick-up-and-deliver game, and that tends to be one of Jen's and my least favorite mechanisms. But I will say, this is an excellent pick-up-and-deliver game, and if you like pick-up-and-deliver, it's worth checking out. Unless maybe you're in the same situation as me. Because the reason I was disappointed is, actually, the second half of a session of this game is fantastic. Once the wormholes have been built, it becomes this really fun network of shortcuts to take all over the galaxy as you're zipping around trying to pick stuff up and deliver it elsewhere. The problem is, players have to build that network of wormholes. And in a two-player game, it takes a long time before you've got an interesting network work uh, full of interesting decisions to make. And that's what disappointed me. I so wish a tiny bit more work had been done as a two-player, because I suspect at a higher player count game, this doesn't really exist. In a two-player's two people have to do the work of more players to get all the wormholes built. At a four-player game, those wormholes are popping up twice as fast. So I kind of wish the two-player mode had some kind of like rapid start where, hey, let's just pre-seed the board with some wormholes that belong to a third party or something like that just to get it up and running faster. Because the first third or the first half of the game as a two-player game is just... It's kind of slow, and we're kind of feel like we're just going through the motions. And then in the second half, oh, it gets good. So um, that's why I was a little disappointed. Uh, didn't even film a run through. Thank you, Ruel. You did, and Michelle did a great demonstration of the game on your channel. Um, and uh, folks, you should go check it out to get an idea. But uh, regardless, that's number thirteen on the list. Wormholes. Okay, thank you, Richard. Uh, Thirteen wormholes. I, you know, I'm gonna have to agree. Um, as much as I like yeah. uh, Peter McPherson's games, I, I, that one just sort of fell flat uh, for me. Um, and I think we, Michelle and I had the same problem. Like, like we enjoyed the pickup and deliver, but there really should have been some kind of like um, kickstart at the at the beginning of the game where you can see precede stuff and get the action flowing a little quicker. Were you able to play that? Yeah. One? Uh, no, I, they they sent out a call and they're like, "Hey, does anybody want to review this game?" And I read the rule book and I and I said, "Probably not." <laughs> that's what I remember. That's what I remember about Wormholes. I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, no, nah. it, 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 there wasn't anything about. Uh, I read through a lot, like a lot of rule books, and uh, I didn't. 
I didn't really, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me uh, about it. But it's funny, we were just talking about player count and that seemed to be like uh, yeah. yours and Richard's like main qualm with that one. Though. Yeah, funny, funny that how it would happen. Hey, spoiler yeah. alert, we've got a number 12 that I'm already showing here on the screen. Uh, Chris, why spoiler don't you alert. your number 12 here, friend? <laughs> uh, my number 12, okay, let me let me make you guys guess. Um, it's the it's a line of games that's uh, that's that's been out for a little while um, this is this actually is in 2021, but it released in like November 2021. So I and I played it in 2022, and like a lot of coverage came out on, in 2022. So I'm putting it as 2022. Um, this is Chronicles of Crime 2400, and it's not that I don't like Chronicles of Crime. I remember with Chronicles of Crime came out, and I played the first one. I was like, oh man, I feel like everybody was talking about it. Everybody yes. had that same sort of like wow, this is cool, this is innovative, kind of sent Lucky Duck on that that path of these app-driven scan-and-see-what-happened style of board games that they've done now with, like, Destinies and their new one, The Dark Quarter. You know, like, you can see the, you can see the imprint and the inspiration of Chronicles of Crime, like, as it's, as we've moved forward, and I think it's kind of, like, a really innovative and, and exciting game. And so really enjoyed playing Chronicles of Crime played that with my girlfriend Renee and then we played Chronicles of Crime 1400 um she got that one for me for my birthday and I was like great uh well she got that one for her for my birthday um <laughs> but uh uh yeah I was like great we, we again we had a really fun time with it but I think so we've worked our way through a lot of these Chronicles of Crime but when we hitting 2400 I feel like we're getting to the point of diminishing returns in that Chronicles of Crime is system right the same sort of area and and so i think because i've seen so much of it now going to the 2400 i'm expecting i was expecting something new right something new and exciting you have those little those little shifts you have like a little the robotic implants that you can find throughout the game and that's kind of cool um but i i think it was a combo of of not getting enough newness in this new system to, to feel like it warranted a new system, um, which could be, they had the Kickstarter for all three at once. And then, and then they released the scenarios when they were done too. Uh, and so I don't know if this one felt just like a little less inspired than the previous ones, or because I, I played it, my, my, our, my, our neighbors are big board gamers as well. So we play games with them and they tried Chronicles of Crime and, I, and they didn't really like it at two player. And I was like, no, 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 it's great. You're going to see, like, let's take 2400. We'll go over. It's going to be awesome. We played at this four player. And then even at that four player account, which I'd never played before, uh, it felt like there wasn't enough to do. And I was like, oh, oh again, talking about that player count issue, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, oh, I much prefer this as a two player or even now as a solo where I can just read through the story, go do my scanning, try to figure out what's going on and not have to like make sure everybody is is engaged with with like the storytelling aspect of it so that's that's why this this one hits on the disappointments if you haven't played chronicles of crime if you haven't played any of them check it out i think the original is just just great i mean i think oh, you yeah. would probably enjoy 2400 as well if it's your first one mm -hmm. uh but i think with the amount that i that i have played uh, it, it kind of was that that realization of like Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm done with this system for a while. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I might have overdosed on it a bit. You know, I might have had too much of it. And right. so and so that's that's why I wanted to that's why this one jumped out at me a, a little bit because because of that experience as well of like, okay, yeah. I'm not seeing the reason to keep coming back. Um yeah. yes. Yeah. So that's and, that's and, my that's my number four or 
whatever our number is. Number 12. That's number our 12. number 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, right? Uh, you have these successful franchises, right? And so you would mm -hmm. like to see them continue to innovate and stuff. And But sometimes they're not always going to take a leap forward. They're just going to sort of rehash things because I, yeah. I love Chronicles of Crime. I thought the original was great. Um, but I, yeah. I can see that. I have not played 2400, but I can see that where it's like, oh, you know, they're just sort of like, you know, staying the course and hopefully in the next series, they'll come up with some new stuff. Hopefully, yeah. Is, yeah I'm still excited to try the the Chronicles of Time because I have all the all the three and it it uses all of them and mixes them together. I'm like, okay, that could be neat. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, so. it's that it's it feels a bit formulaic at this point. Uh, and which yep. which is fine. Like it yep. depends. It depends what you're looking for. It depends what you like. And if you yeah. want more of the same and you want more of that comfort feeling, and then that's then it's perfect for you. But yeah. but if you want like the next level. It, it it wasn't that for me, and that's what I was expecting, and therefore that expectation was not met, Got which it. is why it hits yeah. the it hits the list. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what's interesting too about you're talking about disappointments. I'm still going to play this because uh, you know, I yeah. like Chronicles of Crime, and I love yeah. I, I like I think this theme talks to me a little bit more. The whole sci-fi nice. thing. So uh, this yeah. one I'm looking forward to. What great choice, uh, Chris. You know, it's you know it is what it is. Uh, let's move on to our number eleven. Uh, this one, let's do it. You know, talking about disappointments. You know, I love sci-fi, and this one was a disappointment for me, even though I love sci-fi, Burn Cycle. I was so, so fired up to try this. It, it hits on all the buttons for me. It's a, a heavier game. It's uh, sort of got a Euro uh, dungeon crawl feel to it. Um, let me go to the videos, because actually, um, let's see, where is it? Uh, video. Um, our friend um, Shay Parker here on the channel and myself, uh, we did a video of it for uh, Ronald Runs Through. And um, here it is here. I went nice. over to Shay's place and we played the game. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Um, it is a heavier game. And here's the thing. I don't mind heavier games, Chris. But, mm -hmm. you know, when the rule book has... It just didn't... It for, To me, Burn Cycle did not seem intuitive. Uh, there was a no. lot of like edge cases and like yeah. a lot of times, you know, uh, Shea is excellent with rules. And even with Shea, we were like, oh, we need to look things up and stuff. And we need to, you know, and I, I understand that's uh, part of the part of the appeal to uh, heavier games. Like, oh, you know, really, you're going to get your brain burned on this. But I thought to me personally, it just it really um, it was a. It was an obstacle uh, to the gameplay. It was a challenge to get through. And most of the time I felt like uh, not only here on uh, when Shane and I did it, but also on my channel when I played a solo game of it, most of the time I was going back to the rule book and going back to the rule book, going back to the rule book, which is fine. And maybe after like 10 plays, you'd have it all in your ingrained in your head. But at yeah. this point in my life, Chris, like I'm losing brain cells by the second. <laughs> I need those rules to be <laughs> ready to go right then and there. Um, I mean... The, these games, like Burn Cycle, the production is out of the out of this. Uh, it's uh, outstanding. It's amazing. It's uh, it's excessive. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. It is definitely you know not one of those cheap games, and it's an investment. Uh, so you know you really have to invest the time to get into this. And I think I, I want to say it'll be worth it, but for, for me overall, is a disappointment because of the limit of time that I have these days, and yeah. just. You know, um, trying to get through that rule book. Now I know that um, they do have a tutorial, which which was a good tutorial. But even during the tutorial, you know, I felt like things were missing. Like, oh, I want to do all the cool stuff. They don't stuff cover enough. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh. So hopefully, I mean, I know it's gotten uh, other people really enjoyed it, and I know at the end of the day, uh, Shay really enjoyed this game, and my friend uh, 
uh, Nick Murphy from the Brothers Murph. He th- this was his game of the year. Uh, so oh, I can cool. see people really enjoying it. It is a puzzle of a game. It's a heavier game. But unfortunately, the rules were like a really big uh, impediment uh, to me. And that's why it was my one of my disappointments of the year, Burn Cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I found, I found with the rule, but I, I've also played Burn Cycle. I, I, I did a review of it, too. And and I, the, the tutorial rule book was just so it wasn't good enough. It was not yeah. good enough because it didn't explain certain things. And you had to figure out like your second and third play, they're finally dropping in. It, it was a tough rule book to get through, and it t- yeah. so many little edge cases, like you were saying, that like yeah. I, I I enjoyed it as well. I didn't enjoy the trouble game on the side. Um, yeah. Of, yeah, of the I enjoyed the the, the heist part of it, uh, right. but the trouble thing kind of brought it down for me. Yeah, it's a really tough one. It's one where like the powers of the robots make me want to go back and experience them all yeah. and try them all out, uh, yeah. and then and then like it's that back and forth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I like I I like Burnside. I still I still have it. I still will probably play it again. Like my my friends really enjoyed it as well. And so they're like, oh, yeah, I I can't wait to get that back to the table. I was like, yeah, totally. I feel like if it's if you have somebody who who is you want to play it with someone who's who's learned it, who's gone through (laughs) that, like who's gone through that struggle. And yeah. then you can just enjoy while they do all the managing and are like, what the heck? And you're just like, let me upgrade my powers and roll my dice. La, 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 la. Yeah, that's that's, that's how do. you want to get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you want to get it. So basically, <laughs> but on the other do, side I'm going to fly it. out to Toronto, uh, Chris, and you're going to you know, take care of it so I can just do the robot stuff. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let's move on to our number 10. Uh, Rich has got one coming up right now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, everybody, number 10 on the list is Starship Captains, which, again, I was so excited for going into it because I, I've never really done a poll on this, but I feel like I've got to be one of the biggest Star Trek fans in all of board game media. So this game, which is a love letter to Star Trek from one of my favorite publishers of all time, of course it's going to be fantastic. And don't get me wrong. It does what it sets out to do beautifully. It's just not what I wanted to do. In this game, you are the captain of a starship. And really, it's less about the starship and more about your crew that you're managing. With this really brilliant worker placement system that is all about queuing up workers to be in the right place at the right time so you can get peak efficiency of your engineers and your pilots and your security officers and all the rest of it and your ensigns. And... I love the worker placement system. I love the sense of humor. I love the variability uh, from the uh, different... uh, Every time you play, there's three different objectives there that the players are racing for. What let me down? Well, um, a big part of it is, I think, going to really come to play 
at a lower player count, at two player. The galaxy is so big, players never really tend to run into each other very much. And as a result, I talked about this in the final thoughts that I did with Kimberly. We go into it quite a bit. Uh, as a, uh, the end result, I really felt like the game was too full of little baby steps. Like, okay, I just do one little thing and now I gotta wait for you to go before I can do my little thing again. And it's not like anything you do affects me at all. And I kind of felt myself wishing there was an alternate mode that played more like Dominion, if you can imagine. Because if you can imagine Dominion where, oh, I've got my hand of cards. I play one card and then I gotta wait for everybody else to play. I play another card, I gotta wait for everybody else to play. I'd rather just play my whole hand and then move on. Now, uh, Kimberly rightly pointed out that at a higher player count, the galaxy can be so dynamic. Players can make so many changes that it makes sense to be a bunch of little baby steps. But as a two-player game, the galaxy is not very dynamic. And it really... I mean, Jen and I were just spending so much time just like, can we just go, go, go? Um, also, there's... I've, I've seen this in a couple other games. It includes a brilliant little system for the solo game where you can have passengers on your ship. And I wish that was there for the main game too because my other thing is this is clearly designed to be a gateway game. And so if you or your loved ones or anybody you know love Star Trek and are new to board games, this is great for that. But for a, you know an old Euro fan like me who wants heavier, crunchier stuff, I just want to see a little bit more. And I wish those passengers from the solo game worked their way into the main game. Now, here's the deal, folks. This is CG. They're known for making uh, expansion content, and I'm expecting, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, this will get an expansion that really ratchets up the level of depth so it gets a little bit more crunchy. Maybe introduces passengers to the main game. And, oh, I would so love a variant rule set where, on my turn, I can just play all my cards, rather than just this tit-for-tat, back and forth, back and forth, that just kind of drug it down for us a little bit. On the whole, it's great, and I suspect, and Kimberly makes a very good argument, and when she and I talked about it, it's going to be much more engaging, and, the, and those issues really don't come to the fore uh, as much in a, uh, what do you call it, a higher player count game. But at two players, as a huge Star Trek fan, I was a little disappointed in number 10, Starship Captains. Okay, so that was Rich's number 10. I got to play Starship Captains at uh, Gen Con. Uh, um, nice. And I liked it, but at this time, I, I felt it, it wasn't as strong a game that I expected. Now, granted, having said that, I should say that I was playing a prototype, so it was still a little early in production, but Richard played one that was a little later in production, and um, apparently he didn't like it quite as much. I think the really the the action thing, the how you use the workers, I think is really neat. But overall, I don't know, it, it fell, again, another game that fell flat with me. Uh, Chris, were you able to play Starship Captains? No, I haven't. I haven't played it. Your 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 comments don't deter me from wanting to try it out. Right, though yeah. I feel like it, it. It feels so thematic to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels like I, I I like that sort of trekkie world and um, absolutely. And so like I I'm I'm still interested in trying it out out for myself. Even like th those sorts of I like this. I like this because th this is exactly what what the what the show should be is that like oh here's some criticisms that doesn't deter me. Right. I'm still excited to try it out. Like at Chronicles of Crime, that didn't deter you because it still looks great. It's Chronicles yep. of Crime, right? Um, right? So, so yeah. So I haven't tried it out, but uh, I'm still excited. Even with yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I can, exactly. I can get over that. And you also kind of go in more knowing what to expect too, which is great. Right. So true. Yeah. So true. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, Richard's. Let's move on to yours now. This is going to be the number nine on the list. Um, this oh, is number uh, nine on the list. Yeah. What Not spoiled we, yet. Yeah. What do we have for number nine, my friend? 
Um, so number nine is again in this is in this larger series of things. This is a smaller iteration in a large series, and that's uh, Unmatched Hell's Kitchen, wow. specifically the Hell's Kitchen uh, one. You, I hear a wow because I I feel like this is not a, this is going to be an argument. Yeah, for yeah a while. I love Unmatched, uh, so bring it, my friend. We I need to hear why this didn't hit. Well, well, that's the thing. I've heard so many good things about Unmatched. Um, I haven't played a lot of Unmatched. I got to play this at Origins. They were demoing it at Origins. And I was like, great. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait to play Unmatched. And I think there's so many great things about the system. Uh, I love the line of sight in Unmatched. I think that is so user-friendly and it deserves to be commended up the wazoo. Uh, I, I love different, I love variable character abilities. So I love the able, the ability to plug and play. But my issue was this is kind of like a two-parter. The one that we played was uh, Bullseye versus Dared. Uh, sorry, Bullseye versus Luke Cage. Luke Cage is in the Redemption Row set with Ghost Rider and Moon Knight. I couldn't pick that one because mm-hmm. Moon Knight and Ghost Rider they seem like just better characters than Daredevil and Elektra, uh, personally. But uh, our our <laughs> they do they they fit with Moon Knight shifting personalities. I don't know. Yeah. I, I again I, I can't I can't comment too much on that. But I the the this is my only sort of touch point of the unmatched system is this game that I played at at Origins and and my excitement for it was like up here. I didn't get to play like any games at Origins because I was running around trying to talk to everybody in terms of like a media capacity. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, great, we got this Origin. I have my friend here. Let's do it. Let's bang out a quick game of Unmatched. And then with Bullseye, uh, Luke Cage just teleported to, I was Luke Cage. Uh, I just teleported to beside Bullseye, who's a range character. And I just proceeded to punch Bullseye in the face over and over again. <laughs> and Bullseye couldn't do anything to stop it. Like really? nothing at all. Yeah, just oh. like like a zero zero maneuverability. I'm like, he's a range character. He needs to, he needs to escape. And yeah. so Luke Cage should be this lumbering guy who once he gets up close, like that should be the interplay. Oh, um, wow. But but Luke Cage was just like, no, I teleport right beside Bullseye and I just wail on him until he's dead. And so both <laughs> me and my friend were like, like, I was happy. I was Luke Cage. Um, so, of course, I had a good time. But yeah. but we, we were both like, oh, that's the this is the example of characters that you're putting forward as as a as as an example, too. Right. It, yeah. And I get that they were put forward as an example because they seem to be a little bit more basic and you didn't have the the switching of the abilities of moon knight or like the running down your deck of daredevil right you want to put your your demo foot forward i understand the the sort of confines in which that that situation was put forward but it was just such it was such a disappointment because i know (laughs) i know that there is more out there for unmatched night and i know that if i found the right set right uh, or, or or the fact that these sets might work well together, but then it, then my critical eye comes in and my worry becomes, okay, how well is the balance between all the characters as more and more characters come out, right? That's the, that's the fear that gets, that gets put in with me. And I don't think like, if you're a big unmatched fan, you know, all the, you know, all the stuff, this may not, this won't be an issue for you, right? You're going to have a, a weird matchup and you're just going to go, oh, that was a weird matchup. The game is quick enough that you can just play a, a different one that will be better. Right. right. Um, and, and like I, I really like the system. I like the flow of it. I like how the board is laid out. I like a lot of things about it, and I can see myself really liking the game. So I haven't like written it off. Okay. Um, I haven't written it off at all, and, and nor do I think it's a bad game. 
but I think when you have that potential for those weird swingy things, and especially when that's the like the demo you're putting forward, um, that that I was like, oh, this was incredibly, it was incredibly underwhelming, and and I wanted that like that flow, that that back and forth, or maybe that's yeah. why they they took those two characters because it's a demo and they wanted people to be able to try it. So yeah. they're like, great, this will be over quick. Luke Cage, go punch him in the face. You're like, now you know how it works. I'm like, okay, yeah. I know how it works, but that doesn't really sell me on picking up both of these copies right now. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. so that was that was my uh, that was my one experience with the unmatched system and i haven't written it off but you, you're an unmatched fan Ruel. i have yeah so and you know what, what you've said is fair uh not all the unmatched are created equally there's you know they have a ton of different characters they most of them do have you know some special abilities or different ways to play and unfortunately for that yeah. demo yeah it seems like you picked the ones that were the duds uh, of the group and that's unfortunate because i've had so many great games of this it's it, like you said the system itself it's really cool it's it yeah. plays quickly and uh, for a tactical skirmish game, you can get mm -hmm. to the table with, you know, hardcore gamers, uh, new gamers or whatever. And, you know, they're going to have these IPs that, you know, maybe they, they weren't as developed as they should have been before they released. But, you know, I was, I'm still excited to try Daredevil because that's one of my all-time favorite superheroes, Daredevil. Yeah, right? oh, so, Daredevil's freaking great. Yeah. I'm so excited the series is coming back. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's going to oh, be awesome. Gosh, love this series. So, yeah, I, I hear you on this. Um, You know, I would love, I, I'm glad that you haven't written off the entire series because yeah, there are some I, I think really it was just. Yeah, yeah, I There's think it was just really a weird monsters. pairing, right? Yeah, 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 just one of those things. It's unfortunate, but yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely a disappointment when you come up with one character that just punches the other one in the face for, <laughs> and that's the game, you know. So yeah, all right, good call, Chris. Uh, I mean, let's... I still had a great time, but yeah. my my friend had a less than great time. So <laughs> so I, I you know I was like, and that that makes me have a less than great time. Like you want you want you want a game like that ever to walk away being like, oh, that was cool. Like doesn't matter who wins, right? Um, but yeah. just that you felt like you had a chance and that just, you know, yeah. could have been, could have been the one situation. It's a very small sample size, but you know, yeah. I felt, I felt it's... it worth pointing out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not fun. If you're just, you know, it's a one-sided match like that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to our number eight. This is going to be off my number eight. List. Yeah. Number eight is a game that was getting all the love last year. Scout uh, friends. I, th this may be a bit of a hot take, but Scout did not live up to expectations for me. Um, I did enjoy the game. Now, here's the, the new version of it is from uh, Oint Games, which always puts out fantastic uh, productions. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a game of, you know, you're, it's a ladder, uh, ladder climbing game, I believe is what you call it, where you're, you know, playing numbers, yeah. um, sets of numbers in a sequentially or uh, uh, like numbers, like a pair of fives, pair of threes or whatever. Um, it's got a really unique system where you do not, you have your hand of cards, you do not shuffle them around. You play, you can either play them or you can, at the beginning of the round, you can flip them over and there's another set of numbers which you can do. And you're trying to get rid of your cards. You play them sequentially and you're, you know, you're going through it and, you know, okay, this is the thing. This is, this is totally on me. This is why I was disappointed. <laughs> Uh, just like Bonanza, the classic game from Uwe Rosenberg, Bonanza, where you get a deck, a hand of cards, you cannot move them. I am a poker player at heart, Chris, and I get a mm. hand of cards. I want to start shuffling. You them gotta out. organize it. I yeah. I don't know why I can't do. I can't stop doing that. <laughs> and there's been a couple of games of Scout where I've automatically done that. It's like, oh, I just ruined the round. Like now we got to reshuffle, redeal. So that's totally on me. But I don't know what it is. I I like the game. I think the gameplay is neat. But it's not one of those games for me that I just wanted to play over and over like all my friends do. And I, I, I know I'm the oddball when it comes to this game. I'm the, 
one dissenting uh, vote, but <laughs> it just it, it was a disappointment to me. Um, even I, I have a copy of the older edition, which is fine. I played the new edition, which is fine, but it's not one of those. I think I went in with expectations of this is game of the year, card game of the yeah. year, and it was fine. Uh, it was not a bad game. It wasn't a great game. It was just one of those games right there in the middle. That's why it's our number eight, Scout. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a, that's going to be a lot of this list is games that have gotten a lot of attention and a lot of hype and are just good, you know? Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked Scout when I played it. I played yeah. a couple hands of it and I thought, yeah, this is fun. But uh, I, I don't feel feel as passionate about it with the fervor that a lot of people do. Like yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, let's do Scout right now. I'm like, right. yeah, okay. If somebody wanted to play Scout, I'd play Scout. If somebody yeah. wanted to play something else, I'd happily play something else, you know? Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see what Richard's got up the sleeve for number seven. Oh, the longer this list goes, the tougher it gets. My number seven is Marrakesh, which is the latest from design superstar Stefan Feld, my favorite designer of all time. And uh, it's so exciting to get a completely new original design from him. And this one brings back the uh, cube tower that he used to such great effect in Amerigo. So you can imagine, folks, how... Uh, I mean, I, I was ready to crown this game of the year before I even played it. But then I played it. And... It is great, but this is the, one of the only times I've ever played a Steffenfeld game, and I came away feeling like, boy, you know what? I think this is going to be better at a higher player count than two, because, well, I talked about this at great length in my final thoughts, but I mentioned the uh, cube tower, All in this game, it's a cylinder tower, because you're dropping these little cylinders in every round, and that's what kind of randomizes the actions you do. Every player chooses three, um, they all get dropped in the tower, and then we take turns drafting. And this is an important core thing that drives the game, because often um, when the uh, Keshis, they're called, come out of the tower, and we're taking turns drafting them, I might want the ones you dropped in more than the ones I put in myself. And we take turns getting them, and then those drive the actual actions we can do on our board. And we're doing all kinds of stuff. It's very Trajan in that regard. Lots of different um, plates we're trying to keep spinning at once. The problem is... Um, and this might just be a problem with my tower, because plenty of people have commented, Oh, Rado, we didn't see anything like this. But my tower didn't work at all. No matter what. I, I, I tried adjusting all the shelves, I did everything possible, and no matter what, the Keshis never got stuck. Nothing ever stayed in the tower. So whatever we put in was came right back out, and the tower served no purpose. Now, I should say... That's it in a two-player game when you're only dropping six. We also played three-player, and I did a bunch of four-player tests too, dropping uh, more and more Keshis in, and then suddenly my tower worked, and it became more interesting, and there was a lot more that could surprise you and confound you and trip you up because you thought, oh, X is going to happen, but why? Oh my gosh, this is even better than what I hoped. And that's the kind of excitement I wanted to see that pretty much disappears in the two-player game. Um, and at the same time, because the tower never holds anything back uh, in the two-player game, that makes the outcome a little bit more luck-swingy than it would otherwise be due to the timing of how the draft works. And so... It broke my heart. The core gameplay is great. I played it as a three-player game, thought it was amazing when the tower was actually working. Jen loved it regardless. And I could certainly see an argument to be made for. It doesn't matter. The draft is important. Just, yeah, ignore the tower. Just um, always just draft all the stuff. But myself... I want to know I'm playing the game the way that the maestro, Stefan Feld, intended it. And um, I've never been able to get a straight answer. Well, how many things on average, if you're dropping six, are supposed to get left in the tower? And because of that, when we played it, I'm always like, 
I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is a misbalance because things aren't working the way they're supposed to. It certainly seemed like it. And so that just kind of created this overall air of, uh, you, I'm just not sure if things are working right. And so, um, again, like I said, this could have just been my tower. I've heard from plenty of other people that their towers work just fine. So it, it's probably just a little personal disappointment. But still, it comes in at number seven of the year for me, Marrakesh. And... I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I did not expect to see uh, uh, Steppenfeld. Steppenfeld on yeah, this right? list. <laughs> We're sort of shocked right now. Uh, you heard it here on. first. Yeah. But Richard does not like Steppenfeld games wow. ever again. <laughs> now, it's interesting, though, um, you know, that he said he liked it at a higher player count. And that's, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, I feel like, you know, certain games, we've talked about this a few times on the show today, where yeah. the player count really uh, matters uh, for certain games. Yeah, seems like a very valid criticism. I haven't played Marrakesh yet, but yeah. uh, I mean, like, st- let's be real. Steffenfeld is great. His games are are fantastic, right? Exactly. So it's it's about finding that where it hits in that in that uh, great area, and and yeah. clearly just not at two. So try okay. try or just stuff more in there at the start. <laughs> exactly. Cool. All right, let's move on to our number six, Chris. It's up to you, my friend. All right. So most of these games on the list. I can say good things about, and I can see how they could be played, but I gave myself one. Uh, I didn't make this my number one because I wanted to leave it on like a, you know, there were good aspects to it. This game um, is, should not exist. This game I did not want. It was sent to me as part of a pack of small games to review. And so I had to do my due diligence to play it. This game is the pizza burn on the roof of the world's mouth. This game is the answer. Whenever somebody says, who hurt you? This game is the answer. Uh, <laughs> that's a little card game, if you can call it that, called Ouch. Ouch. It's, <laughs> yeah, this game This game hurts me physically. Um, the game, It's. It, it should be barely called a game. I'm sorry. And honestly, I'm so happy uh, that... We, we we talked about it in, in the pre-show to this. If you want to watch the extended edition, you can see we talked. We were talking a little bit before we got on on stream uh, about Devere Games and Red Cathedral, and it's by yes. Devere Games. Um, I'm so thankful that that game is good because I was ready. This game made me want to write off Devere Games entirely <laughs> oh, because no. it was. It's it's just okay. It's it's not that bad. I'm just being dramatic for the sake of you know <laughs> have, being fun. Um, it's you have a card. And you grab an edge and you flip it over and you see if you're touching an edge that has cactus on it or not. And if you're touching the cactus, you say, ouch. And if you're not, you keep the card. Like, oh, what? that's there. That's yeah, there's the game. That's it. It's that's it. Wow. I don't understand how this game exists. I, I don't understand who it's for. I don't understand why in this golden age of board gaming, this was even made to print or why they anyone thought this would be a good idea to sell to people. If Ouch. anybody tells you that they like this game, know that they have your worst interests at heart and they're trying they're <laughs> trying to they're trying to hurt you. They're they're trying to get out the deep despair that lives inside their soul uh, and put it on you. Um, I I don't know. It's it's just not for me, right? It's yeah. Tell us how you like, really feel, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, so I was disappointed because because like I read through a lot of rule books and I read through the rule books and I was like, no, I don't 
I don't want to. But then I was like, no, they like somebody sent this to me. Like I need to do my due diligence. Maybe it's going to be amazing. Maybe it's a good yeah. drinking game. Maybe, maybe there's something there. It's there's that's the game. And that's it's just, just it is it is what it is. Anyway, uh, I had this is my public service announcement to if you see that on someone's shelf, run the other way. <laughs> there it is. Your PSA, folks. Number six. Ouch. <laughs> An aptly named uh, game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the number five on the list. This is uh, my choice. Uh, it is Cryptid Urban Legends. Now, again, another disappointment because I enjoyed Cryptid. Um, I am not normally a social deduction type of fan. And uh, Cryptid, I thought, was terrific. But Cryptid Legends, I don't know. So, okay, here's a, uh, you know, I want to keep this thing positive. I love Quan Chi Moria. I think the artwork in this is fantastic. The gameplay, though, I don't know what they did. They decided to make this just like a straight, almost like abstract game. And you're just trying to get the cubes and go around the city. And one's the monster or the cryptid. One's the scientist. You go back and forth. And eventually you find out, you know, if you if you found the cryptid or not. Oh man, I, I just I, I played this. I, I did I was gonna stream this, but I, I played it and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. And mm. it just and then I played it again. I was like, I I think I got some rules wrong. And then I played it a third time, I was like, it's just I, it just wasn't for me. Um and it was nothing it didn't remind me anything of the original where you had that like, ooh, I've got a little piece of information here of the cryptid and I can try to get over there before someone else does. And it, it had nothing of that. And it just fell flat for me. It was, it was That's why it was just a disappointment. Um, Chris, yeah. have you played this one? I'm, I'm trying to find people who've actually played this. I haven't. I know. I feel like um, Alex over at Board Game Code did a similar list. And I think this was on his list as well. Okay. Uh, I, I think he the, like the main. No, I think it was a, it was a disappointment. I, I, I yeah. think. But the main issue is that they're calling it cryptid when it isn't cryptid i think cryptid is such a good game yeah, i love right? cryptid it's so yeah. much fun and so they're attaching that that well-known title to this thing and so people yeah. go in expecting more of that right yep. and then when they don't get that then that's that's it, it, it's hard it's hard to evaluate the game when you go in with such a different expectation than the thing that you actually get right i, I think yeah. and i think that's that's the that's been the main and the biggest criticism. I think it's the it's a branding problem with this. I yeah. think if it if it was rebranded and like ditched the cryptid name completely, you you would you would have people going in with more of like a fresh take and yeah. and be able to to not be expecting that other cryptid experience that they were hoping for in a card game and and actually have like a completely different experience. Yeah, um, I I haven't yeah. played it, but I think like that from you from your saying that, and that's what I've heard from a few other people as well. Yeah. They're like. I wanted cryptid. I just yeah. wanted cryptid uh, and it's not cryptid. Exactly. I'm like, well, yeah, then you're going to be disappointed because it isn't cryptid for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think and that's that, a, a really good pick for this list because yeah. of that like expectation. Yeah. And I think you're exactly a hundred percent right, Chris. It was like, you know, my expectations as you know, a fan of cryptid, I came mm -hmm. in and I was like, this is nothing like cryptid. And that's, that's why it was such a disappointment. Uh, let's yeah. see what our friend Richard has for number four. Why does this keep happening? I do not like talking about things that make me unhappy, but here we are, folks. Number four, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. And 
Hey, it's the latest from Garp Hill Games, Sam McDonald and Shem Phillips coming together to make true magic, as they have done with the uh, whole West Kingdom series and uh, you know uh, the uh, what do you call it the the North Seas trilogies. This is the beginning of their third trilogy, the South Tigers trilogy. I was so stoked for it and. The gameplay here is brilliant. The uh, the the dual worker placement action, where you've got some workers that are private, I keep them, but I use them on my board, as opposed to the public workers that I put out on the main shared board that other players can ultimately end up claiming after I've used them. Really sharp. Really fun. I love everything about this game. I love the setting. I love the lore. I love the attention to detail. I love the art. But there's one thing that I can't stand that just killed the game for both me and Jen. And that is, there's this one simple little system where you uh, can put down little tokens as influence. You can spread influence around. The main use for it is to put it on the guilds. There's an area control element. They give you special powers if you put them on the guilds. That's all fine. But sometimes you find you can put those on the actual cards on the board that players are drafting. And what we found is, very quickly, as a two-player game, the best use for those when you are putting them on a card is to evaluate, right, what's my uh, opponent doing? Oh, they need a lot of planets. They need a lot of constellation cards. Hey, there's one right there. That would be perfect for you, wouldn't it? Oh, I know it would. I know you want that. You're just waiting to get it. I'm going to put my little marker on there, and that means you've got to pay me taxes to go pick that up. It's more expensive. Enjoy! Have fun! And we hated that! Um, and it's just, it slows the game down because every time, and this power comes up, can come up quite often, that you're like supposed to just put a little marker just to put it on a card. And I've lots of people have told me, hey, we don't use it for that. We use it to protect a card. If there's a card I really want, I put it there so that people are less inclined to take it from me. And my counter to that is, in a two-player game, there are so many cards out there, that's really not that much of an issue. Never mind the fact that if you put it on your own card, you are putting a bullseye on stuff that you want, making it easier for your opponent to realize that they can slow you down. So I see no upside to this at all. In a higher player count game, I guess I could, it would make a lot more sense because things are getting grabbed more often. It's less personal. But as a two-player game, the reality is if you're not using those to block your opponent and bleed them every time they finally get the chance to do what they want to do, you are not using them for peak efficiency. And that just adds a layer of, uh, granted, small... I mean, it's only an extra coin. It's just one coin that you have to pay. But still, this is a game of tight margins, and that coin can really just slow down your plans. And that's why it behooves me to slow down your plans so I can keep moving forward. And then you retaliate and block the stuff that I want. And I wish this wasn't here, because... Everything else about this game would have easily put it into my top five games of the year. But this one tiny little take that element is so ubiquitous and just touches everything. And I'm just hoping, hoping, hoping when the first expansion for this comes out that maybe there will be uh, an official variant rule saying that, hey, whenever that power comes up, you can use it to block a card or protect a card or you can just go on ahead and put them back on the guilds or something else. There's a dozen other things they could be done that wouldn't introduce this potential cutthroatedness into what is otherwise one of the best Euros of the year. My number four on the list, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Wow. Another, uh, <laughs> I mean, Rano is just, uh, he's blowing me away right now. Like Stefan Feld and now I, Shem Phillips. Like what is going on here? 
I love seeing the pain. I love feeling the pain. He he can't do. I honestly think I need to give away my nice Canadian card and give it straight to Rado because, <laughs> yeah. like, you can feel the agony, and yeah. also because his pitch of the reason why he doesn't like it makes me want to go out and buy that game immediately. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds incredible. Right. Yes, I want to. I want to watch what my opponent's doing, and yes, I want that extra coin. Thank exactly. you very much, please. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, funny. It makes too. me want to get it. Yeah, I've got it set up on my table in the other room right now, (laughs) learning it. Um, So I'm going to be soloing this soon on my channel. I know my friends and brothers, Murph, they think it's one of their uh, favorite Chef Phillips designs of all time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really interesting to hear Richard's take on that. And I can't wait to play it. (laughs) Okay, let's let's move on. We got our top three now, Uh, Chris. You're going to take things off with your number three and... I see it right now, but go ahead. I, I'm I'm surprised right. about this, but I'm, I'm I want to hear what you have to say. Well, this is a game that I just played. I've only played it once. Uh, I, I played it for the first time over this past weekend. Uh, I had a big board game week, board gaming weekend, and I was so excited to try this one out. I've heard such great things about it. Uh, it's got heavy negotiation, which it's such an emphasis on negotiation you've got these negotiation cards that are so powerful you can negotiate for anything in the game and and i was like yeah this game mm, give me give me a five-hour playthrough i don't care i'm gonna love every second of it i was so so excited and then as the game progressed i got less excited it feels like it has all these really cool mechanics and then they just didn't didn't hit with me uh this is John Company Second Edition. Um, I everything. It, this is one of the things. Why it's my number one is because everything about it, in theory, feels like it should really hit with me, and feels like it should it should really m- make me excited. And there there were a lot of good things in the game, like and the people who I played it with were wonderful, like awesome people to play with, uh, lots of fun. But the, my, my, I think my main gripe, because I've been thinking about this a lot ever since, ever since I played it, and I was like, you know what, I got, I gotta put it at the top. I gotta, I gotta reorganize the list. I gotta put it right at the top of the list. I gotta talk about it uh, in this show because uh, the, the flow of the game, it, it basically, you're, you're taking part of the East India, India trade, East Indies Trading Company. You want to basically take as much money as you can while. Uh, and then retiring all your people just just really either run the business into the ground or make it profitable who cares doesn't matter as long as you get points you're the villain here i'm like great i love i love being the villain i'm i I love being a villain in games um and i guess on this channel but uh um but but i'm like I'm, i'm fine with that that aspect of it then you go through all these steps and you first have the chairman who gets to assign money to the company and everybody has a role in the company on how to make the company profitable. So is the outline of it. Um, but what I, what I think was my main issue is that the chairman who gets to assign this money feels so, so powerful in comparison to all the other roles. And, and there doesn't really feel like there's a way to oust the chairman from the game or from their position, you'll retire your roll of dice. You'll see if your people retire, they're more likely to retire as the game goes on. But if they wanted to, like if they were to get ahead a little bit earlier, they could just spend all the funds and neglect it. And it's kind of this weird, it's, it's, it's it's kind of a co-op game because you need to work together to deal with the random events that are happening on the board. And you need to like get money for trade and get money for military exploits and whatever. Um, but if the chairman doesn't 
give you any money to do those things. You just, you just can't do the things. And so you have to really, you have to really do your negotiation. Like, okay, that's where these really important negotiation cards come in. And then they were always too important or not important enough to me to barter with. Or at least that's what it felt like to me. People are like, hey, give me that, give me that card that you have there, which will give me like all your money. I'm like, well, well, why would I do that? That's my only source of income. You know, that's the only time I get money this round. I'm not going to give you this card. So you let me do the thing that gets me money only for you to get all the money. Like that doesn't make any sense. And right. and I had some really fun negotiations. Um, I, I was, there's a, there's a track of like what's going to be scored for bonus points at the end. And I was leading on that track. I had the most ships and the, the, the person who was able to manipulate it, the prime minister was like, see, I don't want to, I don't want to manipulate that. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give you one of my ships. Now we're both tied for ships. Now it's in your benefit to do this for me and not tax me. He's like, you know what? That was a pretty good deal. Yeah. And I like, I loved, I loved coming up with that deal. Be like that felt so exciting. And there were so many little moments throughout that were really exciting. But in the end I was like, Oh, I'm ahead. Hey, everybody vote for me to be the chairman. I'll give you, I was like, I'll give you so much money. I'll run the company at the ground. We can just walk away. And everyone's like, okay, great. And then I took all the money. I was like, nah, okay, go do your thing. But let's just tank the tank the company. Ha ha, I win. You know what I mean? Like it, it felt it felt like there was a weird that sort of weird balance of power. So like there were yeah. both, there were a lot of bonuses, there were a lot of positives here, but there were also like a lot of these weird swingy things that I don't know if I would return for another five hour, five hour game. Like I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not afraid of long games. I'll mm -hmm. play a six hour game of Dune any day of the week, but like it, it, because of the length of this and because of what I felt was like really swingy, it, it was just, yeah, it was just a little, it, it was just, it was, do you know what it was? It was disappointing. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, I don't think it's bad. It right. was just, it was just disappointing from what the expectations that I had going in yeah. versus, you know, yeah. what happened. That's fair. Um, and that's, have you yeah. played, have you played John Company? I have you played the, it, it was on my list of like, you know, hey, this looks really interesting. And yeah. Based on your description, I've heard similar things and, I, I'm still sort of a mix of like, do I want to play this type of game for five hours? And I'm not sure if I do. And, and that was before I hearing I, it's what I just heard you say pretty much confirmed. I want, I don't want to do five hours. So yeah. Yeah. If it was, if just, it was two, two and a half, three, yeah. like yeah. you could, you could then I, I would say, yeah, it's worth to try. Right. Cause there's some really fun things in it, but because mm -hmm. it does extend for that, that period of time, uh, yeah. I think part of the only reason I was nominated, I was my chairman of tanking the, the company to the ground worked is because honestly, people were getting tired. People were getting tired of it. And they're like, <laughs> you know what, if we tank the game, it ends around earlier. Yeah, I'm okay. You know? Yeah. And so like that, that sort of outside influence wasn't even like a strategic thing on my part. Yeah. It was just yeah. people being like, you know what? I am a bit tired. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. Right. It yeah. was like, let's burn to the ground and see what happens. So, <laughs> so you basically yeah. won the war of attrition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's well, exactly well done, it. My friends. Well done. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Number two, uh, this is number one on my personal list. And mm -hmm. this, I mean, you saw Rado pained over his last game. You're going to see me in pain right now. My yeah. number two biggest disappointment of 2022 was Twilight Inscription. Now, I I am a huge... Okay, Twilight Imperium, folks know uh, here on the channel, that's my favorite game of all time. And I love it. And going into things, I was so fired up about Twilight Inscription. It's a roll-and-write uh, version of Twilight Imperium. I, 
And going in, Chris, I was thinking it's either going to be the greatest roller ride of all time or the absolute worst roller ride of all time. Mm -hmm. And what I found was a good game, but it didn't it, it didn't fire the emotions. It didn't stoke the emotions that I thought it would. I thought it was either going to absolutely love it, absolutely love it, or hate it. And I turned yeah. out, I was like, it's cool. It, it was a game. It, it was not a bad game. Uh, yeah. It just didn't live up to the hype for me. And maybe I just built it up too much in my own personal head here, had space where I thought it was going to be this amazing. I mean, it was good. Um, it's got multiple uh, player boards. It's really interesting rolling, right? Uh, you're going to do a lot of combos where one thing is going to trigger on one board. It's going to trigger off another. You have to gather resources to, you know, um, do other things, uh, fly around the galaxy. And then you have a combat system, which is really interesting, where you're doing almost like... Um, polyomino pieces where you have to get your ships in order and then the the combat's a little funky as far as like you can only attack uh the opponent on your left or right sort of like with seven wonders style um so that wasn't too bad but just overall i was like you know i i know i wasn't supposed to expect the twilight the actual twilight imperium experience but i thought it mm -hmm. would be just a little more than it was um and it was disappointing. I think I'm more disappointed in myself for building up to be like the next biggest thing and like the greatest rolling ride of all time. And, you know, if I had to choose, like we talked about this on the pre-show, folks, hit the eye in the top right corner if you want to see the extended version of the show. We talked about uh, the rolling ride Three Sisters. And I thought that was a wonderful rolling ride. Plays about 45 minutes. And that was a brain burner, you know, and that was a mm. great experience, a really cool theme. And then Twilight Imperium, this I thought it was going to be my jam. It's a 4X. It's a sci-fi thing. I got it. And it's like, Honestly, I'd rather play Three Sisters. You know, I'd rather tend to my a vegetable garden, you know. And um, it, it's it was just it was such a bummer to me. It was a disappointment. But would I play it again? Of course, because I still have it. I'm not getting rid of it. I I love the Twilight Imperium universe, and I think there are some really neat things like they tie into the original game. Like you still have the factions. You have some asymmetric abilities. You actually still have the negotiation, the diplomacy of it, which surprised me. But I don't know if I really want that in a roll and write. After I played it, I was like, oh, this. Might not really be my jam, but um, that, that's why I was disappointed. That's why it's my number two, but I'm still not getting rid of it. I'm still keeping it because yeah. I love Twilight <laughs> Imperium. Uh, were you able to play this one, Chris? Nice. Uh, you know, I had the choice this weekend. To, people were setting up for Hadrian's Wall and people were setting up for Twilight, Twilight Inscription. And, wow. and I was like, I haven't played either. Which one do I choose? Yeah. And I opted for Hadrian's Wall uh, and I, did, I didn't pull the trigger on Twilight Inscription. But uh, it's again, it's one that I would like to try. That's those sort of combos. Um, yeah. Did I make the right choice, Ruel? Have you played Hadrian's I, Wall? I haven't played Hadrian's Wall, but from everyone I know, every single person I've talked to, all my <laughs> friends, uh, people on the channel here, Hadrian's Wall is the the superior game, uh, but slightly. It's uh, I guess yeah. It I feel like they probably want. do they're, do they're similar to like yeah. Hadrian's Wall is two two boards. Twilight Inscription is four boards, right? So yeah. you can do for sure more combos between the two, but they're both like. That's yeah. sort of combo tastic. Exactly. Uh, hey, nice, nice word there, Fire. <laughs> I I made it up entirely my own word that I came up nice. with right now, <laughs> and Let's certainly didn't what, steal from yeah, you. Yeah. Let's see what Richard's got for the biggest disappointment one. of twenty twenty two. Here we go, friends. And now, finally, the number one most disappointing of 2022, for me anyway, has got to be Marvel Champions: The New Mutant Genesis Expansion, which broke 
my heart. And folks, this is where I get off the Marvel Champions train. I have been a die-hard lover of this system ever since it came out. I've gotten everything, but I am done. And now, I should say, this is not because I personally am not the biggest fan of the X-Men. That's neither here nor there. There have been plenty of heroes that have come along, and I'm like, I don't particularly care about that hero, but wow, I really like how it's implemented. And to be fair, the heroes here, as always, the design of this is just... Spot on. So smart. I'm constantly impressed by how well the design team really brings new, true-to-the-heroes gameplay with their system over and over again. Let's, uh, let's see. I haven't filmed it. Let me just go on ahead and I'll use this picture because it looks like that is all of the cards. Let's just zoom in and, uh, and just look at the cards a little bit while we're talking. So anyway, uh, it's not because of the X-Men. The X-Men, fine. Um, it's... well. And it's also not because, well, the first thing that really struck me when I sat down to play this, the very, very first mission is an attack on the United States Capitol where bad guys are coming here to attack senators. And, oh my gosh, some of the cards have imagery straight out of January 6th. Now, I'm willing to give that a pass because I'm sure the developers are like, oh my gosh, we've already commissioned all the art. We can't do anything about this, you know, because these things were developed way in advance. But that's just, I'm just going to chalk that up to bad timing. Uh, but it really left a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, aside from just the unfortunate parallel to real world events, what more bothered me about that mission and every mission, because I looked through all of them, even though I didn't find myself wanting to play any of them, is they continue to double down on throwing away what makes Marvel Champions so special. The focus on the hero's personal lives, that they're not always fighting nonstop, that they take breaks from the fights, that they go home, that they interact with their loved ones and the things that make them people, as opposed to just punchy, punchy superheroes. And over the uh, ensuing years, ever since it's come out, they have just walked farther and farther away from that. Through the design of their missions, throw away what was so brilliant, the fact that these uh, events were not just things that take place over an hour, but take place over weeks. The first mission of this game didn't have to be a January 6th parallel because the villains didn't have to be storming the Capitol. The whole thing is, you know, the gameplay takes place over 30 minutes. It could have been, oh, they've already kidnapped uh, Senator Kelly and they're holding him. And so the whole mission is us, you know, doing all of our thwarting to try to find him and save him. And of course, we occasionally take breaks and deal with, you know, our personal lives and stuff like that. Ever since, I mean, they have just more and more walked away and just made every single mission. And most of the missions here really can't be viewed any other way than, yeah, this takes place over 15 minutes, this two-hour game we're going to play. When with simple little tweaks to the story, they could have made them much more interesting long-term things that last for days and weeks so that you could really play up the alter ego side of the heroes. And at the same time they've been walking away from this, the, the you know, the cool uh, notion of mission design that takes time, that the setting takes time, they are also walking away from even trying to delve into the personal life. When I got out Cyclops, like I said, I'm not the biggest X-Men fan in the universe, but I know Cyclops was married and has a kid, and there's nothing in his alter ego stuff. What's his alter ego card? The Danger Room. More hero stuff. So, the uh, the line between the personal lives of the heroes and the, and the heroes themselves has just, at this point, been completely obliterated. They're not even trying anymore. And so that's why I'm disappointed. What started out so special, so unique, still delivers on the gameplay. I can't stress that enough. So if you don't care about the verisimilitude of the true Marvel Comics experience, which is just as much about interpersonal relationships as it is with punching and kicking, and if you just want nothing but punching and kicking, hey, 
Have at it. Mutant Genesis does a great job just like all the others. But unfortunately, this is where, like I said, folks, I've got to get off um, because the designers have uh, declared, we don't care about that. We're just here for the punching and the kicking. And I want something more from my Marvel champion. So I'm just going to stick with the earlier stuff. And I'm a little disappointed with Mutant Genesis. Okay, back to you guys. And, you know, this this actually was no surprise. I, I, Richard's been sort of gun, getting off the bandwagon uh, of Marvel Champions uh, for the last few months or maybe the last year or so. But still, it's pretty funny to hear him actually say, yep, that's it. I've had enough. No mas. <laughs> I, I, I love it. it. Just the the objection being too much punching and kicking. Um, that's what I would want from my, I've never played Marvel Champions because I'm scared of living card games. I'm scared I'll spend all of my money on yeah. every single thing. But that's what I would want. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a punching and kicking guy Richard cares yep. about people and their personal <laughs> lives and I just I you know if they're rescuing Senator Kelly I don't think they should go on, go home and have a bath and take the kettle off because they left the I think they should finish the mission that's me personally I think they gotta finish the mission <laughs> nice nice hey uh, Chris thank you so much for joining me today for the R&R show it's been really great um, before we get out of here any uh, final words no, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's It's been a blast. Uh, as many of these that I can cram my way into, I will. Nice. So uh, hopefully hopefully this won't be the last time and we can do this again sometime. Absolutely, my friend. Okay. And uh, that's it for now, folks. Thanks again for watching and stick around and check out something else on the channel. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye. And we are back. That's it, folks. We just recorded a show. Woo! Chris, that Ooh. was... That was a show. Wow. That was fun. That was really fun. Thanks, chat. It was really nice. Even though we can't yeah. acknowledge the chat, I really like yeah. seeing um, see, seeing the comments as we go. And, and you yeah. can see us trying to slip some of them in there, too. We're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a great point. I'll thank you so that. much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you, chat. Um, uh, we have but it, yeah, it feels more like, yeah, that conversation aspect, too, which is yeah, always absolutely. great. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We have gone over our time limit here. We usually stick to two hours, so we're going to uh, call things right now. I think we've got most of the comments. Yeah, we've pretty much gone through all the comments. We really want to thank you all for joining us mm -hmm. today. Um, you know, again, kudos to Chris for stepping up uh, because Richard couldn't make it. And uh, kudos to you all, uh, viewers, for hanging out. And uh, let's yeah. find someone to raid. Uh, we're going to take the party elsewhere. Um, let me get the raid thing. And I want to thank you all for uh, hanging out as I try to do this thing on the fly here. I was, I'm sweating up a storm, and I think I, I, I messed up some stuff, but hopefully, nah, you you killed it, Ruel. Thanks, I, thank you, my friend. Appreciate I didn't even that. notice. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go over here, get the raid started. Uh, who can we raid? Um, let's find a raid, someone to raid, someone playing board games, hopefully. Yeah, um, that's the best. Yeah, let's see, who is online? No one's, uh, Lusa Palooza is online. We, we raid, uh, Lusa, yeah, we'll, we'll raid the losers right now. They're, they're fantastic. Dave and Ilka, uh, let me let's punch do that it. in. Folks, you stick around for the raid, you get channel points, which you can later spend, uh, here for cool stuff. I'm gonna start the raid in about 10 seconds. Chris, you got 10 seconds to say, uh, something before we get out of here. Hey, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, well, I look forward to chatting, and I'll jump in the chats if I'm not on other ones. Cool. This and is, where can they find you, Chris? Uh, what, what is uh, your channel and all that stuff? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You can check me out over on YouTube. Uh, room and Board Reviews is the at Room and Board Reviews. It's just Room and Board, but that distinguishes me from a furniture company who were doubling subscribers. And if you wouldn't mind going to subscribe, I'm almost at that 10K mark. And so when I do, I'm going to do my top 20 games of all time because top nice. 10 is just you know not awesome. enough. So uh, I'm really excited about that. If you can help me out, that'd be great. If not, well, I still like you. All right. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, friends. We're going to start the raid right now. We'll see you later. Yeah, All right, see, see ya. Rated. Bye. Uh, let's see if the raid went through. I hope it did. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it did okay. on my other cool.